Never look at your sick town or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania, where it's primary day. Primary day today. Yes, it is. Uh, everyone got out to vote. And remember, it may not be your vote that counts, but who counts the votes? Anyway, we broadcast live, folks, each and every weeknight. That's Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network, heard worldwide, all across the United States, North America, South, worldwide. All across the internet as well on the BTR Blog Talk Radio. You can watch us live as well on our YouTube channel. Just go to HagmanandHagman.com. That's HagmanandHagman.com. All the live links and archive links are available there. Uh, you can use SoundCloud for archives. You can use BTR, iTunes. We do a podcast. Right. We do have the video uh, YouTube we archives go. as well also. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Definitely do that. If you enjoy the show. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we've got a really important broadcast for you tonight, folks. We really do. I'm going to dispense with a lot of the uh, uh, housekeeping items, except to say this, that uh, portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by WholeTonesLive.com. That's WholeTonesLive.com. Have you been to WholeTonesLive.com? Have you visited WholeTonesLive.com? Look, we're all overwhelmed, stressed, tired. You know, it, it's it's not fun. To, to, sometimes it's just not fun out there, and sometimes you need to... Uh, a place to, uh, to, to, well, you need something to, to offset the, uh, the stress, the unmotivated, uh, feelings, the feelings of, of even despair. Go to wholetoneslive.com, uh, and visit that website. And of course, there is, there are tunes there, frequencies, of course, uh, of King David the, the, from the Bible to, to assist you, to motivate you, to inspire you. Uh, and owner Michael Terrell uh, yeah, he's, has he's been on genius. the show several times to explain yeah. how his product works, the uh, tone, it, the the frequency that it plays at, yep. and how it yep. helps, along with uh, many feed, much feedback from our listeners, positive Absolutely. feedback, talking about mental, physical uh, healing and help with relaxation. Uh, that's WholeTonesLive.com. 
Okay, now, folks, let me set this up really quick. I'm going to toss it to Joe, but very quickly. Uh, we have got uh, four individuals that uh, the really I I have followed and I think very highly of their not just not these just these four individuals, but their families, their friends, their associates, their supporters, the people who are around them. Our audience knows who they are. Yes, yes, they do. And and here's what here's what I really want everyone to understand. There's a story going on that is not being told. It's a story about the the Bundys. The mainstream media is staying away from it. There's no one that's got. There are very few. I shouldn't say no one, but very few have got the guts to report on the real issues behind this, the real heroes with respect to the the Bundy situation. There are a few people who are standing up for the Bundys, and those who do are being arrested or gunned down, and no one is saying a flippin' word. Okay, now, I am angry. I am angry at the people who call themselves Christians, who are not standing up for these individuals, not standing up for their own freedoms, and I consider the people that we have on right now heroes. Yes, uh, heroin yes, yeah. started in uh, 2014. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Really in the public eye with the uh, grazing rights as the Bureau of Land Management went after Clive and Bundy trying to uh, say that he owed a million dollars plus for grazing rights for his cows on federal land and uh, into this last year to the Oregon standoff where uh, everybody has been incarcerated and we have been hearing st- horror stories really uh about the legal system and the uh, charges that that have been uh piled against these gentlemen um even Clive and Bundy was arrested even though he had nothing to do with Oregon and it's kind of convoluted but we're going to let the ladies describe here tonight we have with us uh Carol Bundy that's Clive and Bundy's wife yep we have Angie Bundy that's Ryan Bundy's wife and we have Mary Lynn that's and I don't have an uh, an uh, Dave, Davy's wife, right. and we have Brianna who will be with us, uh, if she's not already with us shortly. Um, who's the matriarch here? Yeah. Well, let's start with the matriarch. Clive and Bundy's wife. Hello. Hello. Hi, Mrs. Mrs. Bundy. First uh, off, first off, I would like to, to correct a, a little bit, or maybe sure. just, um, clear the press. The press said that I owed $1.2 million in back fees. We have never, got a bill from the federal government. We've never been invoiced that amount. That was just a number that the mainstream media threw out there to make us look like we were really rotten people that didn't pay our bills. We pay our taxes. We pay our bills. Um, My water rights are private-owned water rights that technically I shouldn't even have to pay to use anyway because they come with my private property and they're taxed accordingly. So you guys, when this all this all started and the mainstream media was reporting that there was money owed due to grazing rights, you never, that was basically, you you were learning about it as the rest of the world was. Yes. We, we did, um, just to kind of put it in a nutshell, for years it's kind of been the custom and culture of the Western cowboy to pay um, what they called grazing fees to the Bureau of Land Management, but you got to remember that's called a management. And so we paid them a fee to, to more or less manage our land, to manage the, especially when there's a lot of ranchers that run on the same land, the BLM stepped in. They did a good thing through the Taylor Grazing Act is they did get our water rights adjudicated, which has been good. But back in the early 90s, because of the desert tortoise, 
they either bought out or ran everybody else off. There were 52 ranchers, and Cliven was the only one that refused to leave because we had our private property rights. And from that time on, we told the uh, BLM that we, we've actually basically fired the BLM. We said, we no longer need your management services. We're the only ones left on the Bundy Ranch, and we will maintain our own waters. We will... Uh, do our water improvements. We will provide access uh, so that we could get up to our cows, and we didn't need the BLM any longer. So that's where the the whole issue started when we fired the BLM. Okay. They don't have and jurisdiction. They don't have jurisdiction here anyway. So that's what we're questioning: is their jurisdiction? Interesting. And ladies, just to let you know, Mary Lynn has joined us. Uh, she is with us, and uh, let's bring her on and introduce her. Mary Lynn, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we were just talking about the uh, the basic um, scenario of what, what was happening back in 2014 as the situation at uh, the Bundy Ranch, at your ranch, your guys' ranch, started that, to... That's right. I, I, right. And here I go interrupting. I just want to make sure... Carol Bundy is with us. Now, Carol is Cliven's wife. She's really the, the family matriarch, if I can... Can I call you that? Is that is that a, a I mean, is that a accurate statement? Yes, it is. Okay, all right. I'm the granny. And, and, <laughs> and then we have uh, with us um, as well uh, Angie, who's Ryan's wife. Now, yep, I'm here. Okay, okay, and, okay. Now Ryan, okay, both Cl- Cliven and Ryan are incarcerated or in jail at the moment. Correct? Yes. Yes. Yes, All they of are. Our, our guests. Okay, all right. And then Mary Lynn, who's Davy's wife, is joining us. Uh, he's incarcerated. He's also. incarcerated as well. Okay. Yeah. And then he is. Okay. We also right. have Brianna here, who is Mel. Mel, my son Mel, is also incarcerated, and I have his wife here as well. All right. I'm just checking my scorecard here, folks. <laughs> if four people on the line, it, it just gets a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Okay. Now. But but here's here's what be before y'all leave and I mean we, we we can spend the rest of the hour but before y'all leave here's I just want to make sure that that our listeners know this please don't leave without telling everyone how they can help okay uh, whether it's through financial support whether it's through letters whether it's through however prayer, yeah. prayer. I mean just make sure uh, and I'm going to turn this back over to Joe but I just want to make sure that people know that you folks are in need of help that everyone should be shouting your situation from the rooftops we should be banding together supporting each one of you and your families and this is uh, this is something i can get i i can will and we will get behind and that's our promise to, to each and every one of you so Joe, i'm going to turn it back over to you thank you thank you sure. okay um carol let's start let's start with you i want to turn it over to you and uh how about you guys go through the um the federal charges that your uh spouses and family are facing and the validity of those charges and the potential uh, of what they're looking at as far as uh, punishment first off um i want to kind of kind of maybe tie the oregon in with the nevada in nevada the charges that they have us for are actually the things that they did to us not the things that we did to them we um we broke no law we had the right to assemble which we did we had the right to free speech, which we told them what we wanted to do, and we have our Second Amendment rights, and that's to protect our life, liberty, and property. 
that is what we did. Then, um, and I've taught my children to do that through life is to stand up for the things that you believe in and to not back down when you're right. Um, I had a reporter ask me one time why we weren't getting more uh, national coverage and I, I turned and asked him, I said, this is all about loving your neighbor. And I looked at him and I says, do you know who your neighbor is? And he said, no. And I said, that is the problem with the big, that's a part of the problem with America today. We get so involved in our own little home, in our own little lives that we don't know who our neighbor is. Now, um, Ammon and Cliven back in December saw the Hammonds up in Oregon having similar problems to what we had. And they are a cowboy and a neighbor. And we went to help our neighbor up in Oregon. They, they stood for the Hammonds. And they, they did take a building that they call a refuge that is, that is owned by we, the people. You gotta remember who the federal government is. It's not these big, fancy, um, alphabet agencies. We, it's we, the people. So they took over a building of we, the people, and they were teaching America what it was like to love your neighbor and to stand up for that which is right. And, and, uh, the, I guess it embarrassed them and they didn't want to, want us to continue, so they took action. But what we were doing is teaching America about the Constitution and teaching America about their rights. We've got so far away from that that it's time that we went back to what our founding fathers established for us. And that was, that was actually Ryan and Ammon that did that. Cliven wasn't up there. I mean, we, we you yeah. and I talked about that earlier. Yeah, and, and um, that's one of the things that surprised me was their ability to come in and arrest him. And you stated that they arrested him on on charges stemming back to 2014 when the situation was at the at Cliven's ranch in Nevada. And now you're saying these are for things that they did to you instead of things that you've done exactly to them. We're not the ones that intimidated. We're not the ones that pointed the guns. We're not the ones that brought in a big army. Uh, with SWAT teams to be against our own people. We, we stood for our own private property rights and people came and stood with us because they saw the need, not because we were planning a big revolution. And, and there's the issue. People stood with you and in this tyrannical, oppressive society with the overarching federal government we cannot have that <laughs> we must have division and hate not unity and love for each other so that had to be stopped uh, and especially after the bureau of land management um, as i'll say embarrassedly had to leave due to the uh, loving and kinding nature of your, your neighbors and, and fellow ranchers who are there to to protect everybody um I think that really made them mad, and at that point, they decided they were going to find a way to get payback. Uh, is there any bail? Is there any re? He said it's not over, and uh, so you know uh, that in itself speaks volumes of of how they felt, and we're yeah. we we um, still stand firm for what we believe in, even though I've got four sons and a husband that's incarcerated and, and not being treated fairly or well. They're being treated as if they're hardened criminals when they haven't even committed a crime or been found guilty of anything. They haven't had their due process or their day in court, and yet they have them under federal control, totally federal control. If I can, when things were from 2014 into this 2015 in Oregon, uh, what were you ladies telling your husbands, your sons, 
um, your family, were you saying, were you backing them up saying they're doing the right thing? Did anybody reserve doubts or, um, how was the, the mood inside the family? Um, for me, the, the, this is Brianna. Sorry, I'm Mel's wife. Um, okay. for me, I, I've known, um, this family for years and years and I know what they stand for. I knew them long before I met my husband. And the thing is, is, I understand the Constitution, I understand our rights, and so naturally I'm going to support my husband. Um, I understood that things were getting a little hairy down here and a little scary, and yeah, it, it did take a lot of um, time on our knees to come to peace with the situation, but the thing is, is when you know something's right and you know what needs to be done, how do you not, and knowing especially um, how strong your husband's family is, you can't just sit down and do nothing or tell him not to go because, I mean, we're, we're a unit. We work together and we support each other and we love each other. And I was in 100% hundred percent support the entire time. Okay. All right. What an old Tammy, Tammy Wynette song called "Stand by Your Man," and, yes. and that's what I do. And I've I've discovered what amazing daughter-in-laws I have, and how strong they are, and how they support their husbands. And um, I've said it once, and I'll say it again: they might have our men locked away to where they can't say much or do much, but they haven't met the Bundy women yet. <laughs> I love it. You know, th- th- thank you. Thank you for, for being an example for all women, Christian women, strong women out there. They can certainly learn a lot from you folks, uh, from the four of you. Um, now, many of our listeners are familiar with your story, but for those who are not, I, I guess let's summarize this, and we're going to try to do this as well, enter into some new ground. But but for people who are unfamiliar with their story, it began in um it began in Nevada, right? And it, it progressed to Oregon. And you've been vilified in the press, basically. If you, if, uh, vilified to the point of being called domestic terror. Exactly, exactly. So, Carol, I'm going to pose this question to you just for a summary question. And then Angie, uh, Marilyn, and Brianna, you can certainly supplement this. But at issue, what is at issue here? To, to, to bring people up to speed that who, who may never have heard you, because we have listeners in the UK, we've got listeners all over the world. What's at issue here? Uh, what is the, what is the main, in a paragraph, if you can summarize in a paragraph, it in a paragraph. The main issue, the main issue is jurisdiction. Let's go back to the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, where it tells us in there exactly what the federal government can own. And it is exactly 10 miles square. That's Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. They can also own um, uh, for ports, arsenals, and dockyards if the state agrees to that. They can have a post office in a little corner for the post office. But that is totally all that the federal government is supposed to control. So our whole fight is based on jurisdiction. Who has jurisdiction over the land within a sovereign state and over the land that we, the people, own? Gotcha. All right. And I suspect that all the rest of you would agree with that. Absolutely. Basic premise. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
right. So the, the, the federal government, via the Bureau of Land Management, as well as others, came and uh, uh, basically attempted to take your land. I, I, I guess, is that an oversimplification, but attempted to take your land through oppressive uh, fees, taxations, and regulations and such? And, and when they couldn't do it, they, they t- attempted to do it, do, it, do it by force, which culminated in what we saw in Nevada. Is that kind of a, t- t- like a Cliff Notes version? No, they didn't, they didn't add excessive taxes or force, but what they did is they added, um, things like, uh, endangered species. Um, they started putting terms and conditions on what we could do with our land. Okay. And, right. and it's like I tell you, they, they wanted us to take our cattle off. They wanted to first cut it by half and then take it off. And my question is, is could you cut your salary in half and, and make a living? <laughs> yeah. Or could you, yeah. could you quit work and make a living? And that's what they were asking us to do. And uh, then we said we had the private property rights to have our cattle. We have the water rights and the forage rights. We don't claim to own the land. The land belongs to we the people. We invite everybody to come picnic or hunt or fish or camp on our land. But we have the right to put our cattle on there and, and have them have the water and forage on there, which, which complements... Um, the environment because it keeps wildfires down. It feeds the world hamburgers. We're a re- we have a renewable resource in a in a cow. And very good. Okay, were, were all of you at basically ground zero at in Nevada when the when everyone came and uh, stood essentially had uh, uh, water cause the Bureau of Land Management, the armed federal agents, to stand down? Were you all present there? Yes. Yes, we were all okay. there during the. Yes, we were all okay. involved. Okay, and that just to summarize again, because we're getting a lot of emails, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of messages here. Uh, that actually, you prevailed in that because of support from the public, correct? Yes. Yes, and that was the right. only way we could have too. All right. All right. So, so what went wrong? And I guess this is jumping, and I'm going to just jump to to Oregon here. What happened in Oregon? And you went went through this earlier in the program for those people joining us late. Um, uh, Carol outlined uh, backing the ranchers in Oregon, taking over the land, the refuge that really belongs to the people. Right. I mean, I don't mean to put words in your mouth or to say this incorrectly. But if anything, what went wrong up in, in Oregon that, that caused the incarceration of your, your spouses? Well, what went wrong was um, there were t- too much awareness. There was too much truth being spread, really. Um, the, the FBI also lied. They, you know, they were exposing all kinds of corruption up there. It, more and more of it was being uncovered. And, you know, just talking to my husband here just recently, he said that the day before... The ambush happened. They had talked to the FBI. They had been com- communicating with them. They were wanting a peaceful resolution, and the FBI was willing. They're like, "Hey, we'll meet with you tomorrow. We'll figure this out. This could all end up, you know, peacefully." Yeah. And then they ambush them, and they oh, tried. I remember to, that. Got, yeah, my husband's got a bullet, you know, to prove it. They they tried to kill all of them, and they did kill one of the best of the best men I've ever met. Um, so they lied. And they didn't want 
all of these things being uncovered and all this corruption being uncovered. And, you know, they this was all over the Hammond Ranch, you know. And if you want to research that, you need to go to YouTube. My brother-in-law um, was trying to expose a lot of the, the, the mistreatment of the Hammond family. And, um, you know, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, there was, you know, peaceful means that they should have done this or that. And I want you to know, I want you to research it. He did it. Okay. I, I promise you. Um, there was a peaceful protest that was staged that weekend. Did any of you hear about that? No. Well, no. Probably not. No. Okay, so the peaceful protest got no attention. Nothing else he did got any attention. I have not been able to speak to my husband about this. I can only say that this was a building that was out in the middle of nowhere. Um, there was It was unlocked. There was nobody there as far as co you know workers go. Um this was peaceful. Nobody was hurt. Nothing was damaged in in the building, and so it's just kind of. Uh, it, but it brought attention, did it not? Shine a light on a problem. So it that's did. just mm-hmm. uh, like I said. I haven't been able to speak to him about this because you know he's in jail and everything he says can be used against him in the courts. So this is me speaking, but it did it did raise awareness. So we did, we did get slandered a lot, but it also did shine a light on the problem. Understood. The uh, charges that you your family's facing is has there been any bail uh, set? Is there a uh, possibility of bail? And if not, um, what are what is the time they're looking at doing uh, in jail before? Yeah, what are they being held on? I, I mean, my goodness, have they been charged? Um, well, well, they've all been. Oh. Go ahead, Mary Lynn. It, Okay, well, they all have been um, indicted, and, and the grand jury indicted them on certain charges. Um, conspiracy to commit an offense against the United States, conspiracy to impede and injure a federal officer, um, threatening a federal law enforcement officer, use and carry of a firearm in relation to a crime of violence, obstruction of due administration justice, aiding and abetting, and it just goes on and on. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought I was I thought I had problems. Okay. Right, but, but in federal yeah. in in the federal courts there is no bail. It's either detention or release. And they've all been deemed um a danger to the community and my husband was also uh told that he was even a danger to his own family because he allowed his family to be present during our 2014 um standoff against the feds and so they they claim they can't even go home on house arrest because they're too dangerous for even their wives and children so they're also not only do they prevent carol and your family not only do they prevent you from attempting to make a living but now they are preventing your husbands from making a living prepare or uh um uh, Defending for their families by by through their incarceration, right? Yeah, and, and, and all, oh, go ahead. Oh, all of our five Bundy men that are incarcerated right now, they are all sole providers for their families. Um, we all have. I mean, I, the minimum amount of children that we have is five, up to fourteen. Cliven only provides for one at this point. But the point is, is it, it was. It was brought up in court by our public defender, Mel's, 
that he was the sole provider and he needed to go home to care for his family because I can't physically do that on my own with all these children and a newborn baby. And they basically said that that did not weigh on the court and they didn't really care if if we starved. It didn't matter to them. Nice. It's it's Okay. All right, I, I see where this is going. Obviously, and folks, we we here know uh, about the Bundy situation, about what happened to the travesty of justice. We just want to bring everyone up to speed here because there's a lot of people listening tonight, a lot of people who are are very concerned about what's taking place. Obviously, this is a this is antithetical to our constitution. This is unconstitutional. And um, I, okay, now uh, Carol, since you're the matriarch, let me ask you this: Have you been contacted, interviewed, or otherwise? Um, had any interaction with any of the presidential candidates? Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I've tried. I've tried to get a hold of them, but I they, I haven't had any success. Okay, all right. Perhaps we can we can be of assistance to you on that. Um, I would love I would love to visit with any of them. I I think uh, I have a good story to tell, and I think I could teach them something about the custom and culture of the West. Indeed, considering, well, basically they're all city folks, so, I mean, regardless <laughs> yeah, of where There's, where there's some that would listen and learn, and I would love to have that privilege to do that. Okay, all right. Um, and now, this question goes to, to each and every one of you. I, I guess if, if you were standing in front of the, if you were right now appearing before the Super Bowl and you had the, the, the attention of the world, um, and I don't want to be unfair in terms of, you know, um, Putting it on the spot, but what I would like you, what I'd like everyone to do is be able to speak uninterrupted to deliver whatever message they want to deliver. Given the fact that you've been on several programs in the alternative or in the media Fox uh, business, I think you were on with Neil Cavuto. I, somebody was on with Neil Cavuto, wasn't? Um, somebody was on at Fox, and, and I and I can't <laughs> remember. Was on. Yeah, I mean, I, one of you ladies was on with. Uh, was it with Neil Cavuto or was it with the uh, Fox Business News? No. I don't. I don't. Well, we're on so many, we can't keep them all straight okay. anymore. Our brains all are right. all run together. Well, regardless, okay. regardless, we want to give you the opportunity to speak your mind for uninterrupted for a few minutes, and to tell the world what, what number one, what's on your heart, what they can do to help you, and I mean help you right now, as well as help you in the long term, help your husbands. And then you tell us what we need to do as a source of information to get the word out, to be proactive, not to not to just sit here behind a, a microphone and act like a bunch of you know a, a couple of a stooges here, but really to, to to make a difference in your lives. Because let's educate the public and let's implement a plan. Let's work the plan. Let's get your husbands out of uh, the legal jeopardy they're in, and whatever we can do. So, it, does that sound like a plan uh, to give everyone a, a, a kind of the, the time to, to to speak here before the top of the hour? Because I know that that uh, uh, you know, I know that we've got time. You've got time commitments here, and I don't want to in- impose on those. Does that sound like a plan? Sure. Yeah. All right. So, do you want me to okay. start? This is Carol. Yes. Do you want me to start? Carol. Carol. Yes. Go ahead. I think the message that I would like to get to America is first: we need to pray for America. I think we need to get back to the principles that our founding fathers established this country on. Um, I had ancestors that came across on the Mayflower, and they came for the very same purpose that we stand for today, and that's uh, freedom to own property, freedom to speak, and freedom of religion. All that comes with the Constitution. I challenge 
all Americans to read the Constitution and start to live by its principles because we were once a very great and very strong and very powerful nation. We no longer are that nation because we have gotten so far away from the principles it was established on. Um, as we fight for that as a family, we're willing to do whatever it takes, and we've said that for years, to bring back full circle America to where it needs to be. Um, we have... Uh, I have a, a little families that are struggling right now. I have 25 children in my family that are living without their daddies and trying to understand where they are and why they can't come home. We're still willing to stand and do what it takes. We are victims of what America has become, and we're victims of the ignorance of a lot of people who don't understand the true principles of America. And for that, that reason, I invite you all to pray, read the Constitution, and if you have um, even $2 extra in your purse that you could pass on, it would help us tremendously as we fight this battle. Um, you can go to uh, bundyranch.blogspot.com, and there's a link for each one of us on that page. Anyway, I love America, and I, and I love everybody in America, and, and we're proud for what we stand for. Thank you. Amen. And That's we're BundyRanch.blogspot.com. From there, yes. you can select the family member. Uh, yes. Folks, I would urge everybody who has the means. Uh, I don't care. Even two bucks, yeah. a dollar, five bucks. But let's do something. You know, we will be doing it. Too. On our Facebook page, we have sometimes over a million uh, looks and, and shares. A lot of times, almost always up to five. 500,000, if everybody just give two or five dollars, you could imagine what a defense team we could uh, pay for. Absolutely. We know the cost of legal defense, and it takes, I mean, you know, you, you, you can't even get a lawyer for under 10 grand, and it's 10 bucks a minute talking to them. It's a I haven't talked expensive. to one that's willing to work for under no, 10. No, I haven't either. <laughs> but I want you to know that this is a, this is a, uh, and I want you to know that there are, have been a lot that have helped us so far, and we're so, so grateful for all the prayers, all the, the contributions of generous donations, and for all the people that write letters and encourage us, because it means a lot. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, um, I am Angie. I am Ryan's wife. And, and just as we've been speaking, I guess what scares me about our whole situation is that it might be a type of, of, of what they can get away with for everybody. I wouldn't wish this, this, what's happened to us on anybody. Um, I don't want it to be become the norm for people to be, for, for men to come in, you know, and take away your rights at gunpoint. Um, to show up in full battle rattle and put snipers on your children and all kinds of things. I don't want that to be, that's not America. That's not what we've, we're founded on. That's not what we are about. Um, you know, we were, some of our family members were attacked with, with dogs, German, you know, the German shepherd dogs and all kinds of things. I mean, I, I seriously had to ask myself in 2014 several times if this was real. I'm just like, this is not, this is not America. This can't be what's happening here. And, and and I guess that's one thing that I am afraid of is that this is going to be a type of of what's of the norm. We we can't allow this to happen because we don't want it to happen to anybody else. If we can stop it, hey, that would it's worth it. It's worth the trouble. It's worth the pain. It's worth worth it. So 
anyway, um, I just want to thank everybody for the prayers, and I want you to know that uh, we feel that, and uh, that our husbands who are incarcerated feel that, and that uh, God is real, and that he's helping them to deal with the situation that they're in, and then he's helping us, and um, I still believe in freedom, I still believe in this country, and, and we just have to, like Carol said, we have to get things back on track, and uh, make people more aware uh, that there is a problem and that we can we can fix it and we can hopefully fix it you know we can fix it peacefully but it just needs to be stopped now yeah, I yeah sorry Joe I just want to make make this announcement um, if American survival wholesale is our sponsor this is not a shameless plug this is not a, a gimmick uh, they've helped helped many people out in, in uh, situations if you folks need anything uh, we will hook you up with American Survival Wholesale for supplies, for food, for whatever you folks need as we sort this out and stand behind you. But um, I just want to mention that, and uh, we will be contacting you after the show with information about that, uh, Carol and Angie and um, and the rest. But also, um almost sounded like Gilligan's Island there for a second, didn't it, Mary Angie and the rest. Uh, yeah, um, sorry about that. The other thing as well, go ahead. I Quiet. just want to say one thing is that we're this this isn't about my family. This is about America and when we made the stand, we made it because we felt it was right, but we stood for all of America and for all of we the people and and we still stand for America and all we the people. Okay. All Again, right. the website is bundyranchblogspot.com. Folks, Bundy Ranch blogspot dot com. Oh, I'm sorry, Bundy Ranch dot blogspot dot com. Yes, right. sir. We're gonna, we're, we are going to link that off of our homepage, and we want everyone seriously. And we're, we're going to be the the first, I hope. Uh, well, maybe I, I hope not, but one of the first to um, to support to support all of you uh, because you need it. And uh, and this is indeed a constitutional issue, isn't it? Um, we we you had a we had a you had a a man gunned down Leroy Finnegan, yeah or Lavoy Lavoy Finnegan I'm sorry, um and that's, you wanna, that's go ahead. Uh, and and last that's the point that I want to make um I'm Brianna Mel's wife um I want people to I know that a lot of people out there are praying for the Bundy family and for the patriots that are incarcerated, but I don't want America to stop praying for the Finnicum family. Um, I know a lot of people are thinking, well, there's nothing that we can do to help that situation, but he still has a wife. He still has so many children and grandchildren, and they need our prayers for um, comfort at this time. And for probably the rest of their lives. So whatever we do, we cannot forget Lavoie's family in our prayers each night. Um, my other thing is, is I think our prayers need to also include our prosecution and our judges and our corrupt officials in this land, um, Harry Reid especially. Something's got to happen to turn these people's hearts away from the evil work that they're doing. And the only thing that's going to have that power is if we pray together as a nation. Um, I know that it's hard. It's human nature to not want to pray for um, those that have bad intentions, but... 
they need it more so than those that are on the right path. And so I want to, I want to challenge people to pray for those that are bringing the injustice that they can have a change of heart and realize that the things that they are doing are evil and they must stop. Absolutely. Yeah, they must stop. And, um, one question I wanted to ask and, uh, I'll, Ask this to Carol. Carol, we heard a lot about the Hillary Clinton and her State Department, her role in the State Department and land rights, uh, having to do with the Russian government. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, basically boiling down to they want the, the minerals that are underneath the land you own. I have heard of that. Um, I haven't had that confirmed or verified, but with how rampant the federal government is it probably wouldn't surprise me a lot All right. Okay. I think I think that the government has been so out of control for so long that it, that they're finally starting to get really brave in what they're reaching for and what they're what they're wanting and it's only to line their own pockets Harry Reid went into office with a modest and and I know this sounds funny but maybe a little over a hundred thousand a year income and now he's a very multi-millionaire how does that happen on a on a senator's salary you know that, that's that's a great question it's they're not if they're not millionaires going in they're certainly millionaires coming out yeah but he has and so somewhere along the line they've made deals you know and lined their coffers and now they're using it against we the people and I would just like to add, too, for mine, and I think they've covered most of it, but I have a question, and this is to the, our elected officials, of how many good Americans, like my husband and these Bundy men and all the other patriots, um, can our family will have to face what we are now facing, other people, how before our elected representatives will stand up and fight for the constitutional law and recognize their authority and jurisdiction over the state and counties. What is of their oath of office to protect, uphold, and defend the U.S. Constitution? What is of their accountability to we the people to protect their life, liberty, and property? It shouldn't be okay that these good men should be sitting behind um, bars in a cold cell um, being innocent without being proven guilty and have to wait for their trial um, to start. Um, I'm not sure if, uh, uh, actually, I'm pretty sure they probably won't have all the, uh, the defendants tried together. Uh, is the, uh, trials, are they upcoming? Are they giving you guys, uh, speedy, uh, speedy justice or are they, are they delaying it? Are they using, uh, you know, tactics to try to prolong this as, as much as possible? They're using well, they're tactics back. to prolong it. We've asked for speedy trials. Fourteen of the nineteen asked for a speedy trial, a right to a speedy trial, and she has not answered that request. Wow. Okay. They want to drag she, it out. They want to drag it out. They want to complex. If they deem it complex, and they could drag it out for years, and we're standing firm in that we want a speedy trial. Who, who, who's got the next? Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead, they ma'am. Say that they, might. they said that the reason why it's so complex is because there's so many defendants. There's so much information that they still need to gather evidence. 
And by the time they gather all the evidence, they believe that it'll take us um, months and months to go over all the evidence that they have against our husbands and the other patriots. But little do they know that we have God on our side and we have an army of angels that are willing to help us to go through all the evidence. And it will not take us that long to get through all of it because our husbands are innocent and whatever evidence they have, we will be able to combat it. All right. And, and true statement, true statement. Who haven't we heard from? Was that you, Brianna? Or was, was that Mary? That was Mary Lynn, Lynn Dave's wife. Okay. All right. Any, who yeah, who any, haven't we heard from here in this, this? I think you got us all. Okay. Well, uh, let me toss this question out because I, I, I've spent some time on your website today and went through some of the things. What is the most basic misconception? Um, I know you have a Q&A section there, and there were some questions that kind of astounded me a little bit. Uh, but what's the most basic misconception that people have that uh, perhaps uh, that you'd like to clear up once and for all? And, and that can go to anyone. I think, I think that, that what people think is that we're a very radical, violent family, and that is very far from the truth. I also think the other misconception that Americans as a whole have is that the federal government should be very limited in what they can do and that we the people pay their salary. And I think we have forgotten where they have, the federal government has forgotten where their place is and we the people are not holding their feet to the fire. But we as a family are a God-fearing, loving family and we love every human being on this earth and there's a purpose for all of us. But we are uh, not a radical family. I have 62 grandkids. I have some on the way, and I'm excited and love every one of them, and I want them to live in in freedom. Very good. Absolutely. Um, no, we, we've got probably two dozen questions via email right now, and um, this can be for any, of course, anyone here, but uh, did you have, whether it be from Nevada to Oregon, uh, were there any infiltrators, government infiltrators, agent or, uh, agent, agent provocateur kind of people? That, yeah, people uh, lining up on your side only to further learn that they were working with law enforcement. Uh, Absolutely, but it wasn't that... I mean, there was some, yeah, that slipped through the cracks that we didn't catch, but for the most part, um, it was pretty obvious to point, point them out. I mean... We had quite a few of them that would come and just by the way they dressed and the way they moved and the way they brought up things, the spirit helped us out a lot, letting us know who was who and what their if their intentions were good and bad. And the militia also helped a lot with that because they were able to um, recognize things that maybe we didn't recognize, and we were able to keep it a peaceful protest. Okay, and. Another question here that's that's arisen several times: the Oath Keepers in, in uh, Oregon, or the lack thereof. Any comments on on that um, with respect to the Oath Keepers? I don't know if we. Say, I don't. I'm struggling I, to say something nice. I think, as with any organization, there are uh, good people and there are people that have a different agenda. And I don't. And I think right. Oath Keepers 
is a, a big part of that as a whole. Oath Keepers is a very good organization, and the things right. they want to do are very positive and very good. But um, within the organization, they can't decide which direction they want to go. So until they work that out, I think they're losing their strength. Interesting. And that that summarizes, I, th- I think, some of the people that know the in- internal workings of the Oath Keepers I, I've heard from, and that summarizes their current status and um I'd like to have Stuart Rhodes on to explain his position as well, because uh, certainly it seemed to me that that would have been a perfect opportunity for them to, to assist and take, you know, to help you folks out and take a stand. But uh, that's just my assessment. Okay. Um, one of the best and worst case scenarios you guys are preparing yourself for, if you don't mind me asking. Well, the best case is that they'll just dismiss this, these charges and they'll get to come home. Okay. They'll get to come home with their families and that we'll be able to enjoy the freedoms that we enjoyed before. And the worst case scenario is that they send their government goons out here again to gather our cows. And then we're just, we're going to be forced to hold another protest and then I guess all the women will go to jail. <laughs> is, is that, wait a second. Is it, are you expecting that? Because... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Harry Reid has been very, very clear that with our boys in jail that they can come and get the cows. And the Center for Biological Diversity has also put out statements. And our thing is, is as not only as Bundys, but as citizens of Clark County, we absolutely refuse the seizure of our land and the Bundys' cattle. We will access that land. They will not shut it down. And we will do, as Clavin said, whatever it takes to secure our rights to that land that belongs to us as Nevada residents and as an American people. We've never, we've never guarded or stood guard uh, uh, for cattle before, but I suppose there's always a first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, it's not uh, necessarily over the cattle. The cattle ensure our right to maintain access to that land. Without the water right, well, without the cattle, we cannot maintain the water right. Without the water right, we do not maintain control of the access. And we want the access for our children and our grandchildren to enjoy that land the same way as all as all of us have done for our entire lives. And so the cattle maybe are the reason, but the access is what's important. Understood. Do you have like a, a way to let people know if something does happen, if the situation does change where they are going to be taking your cattle, therefore your your land and your way of, of life make a, to make a living? Is there, I mean, how are we going to be able to know in real time this is taking place? Um, probably, well, we've got a pretty good phone tree system that goes on, but um, the Bundy Ranch Facebook page is a good one. Also, the Bundy Ranch blog spot. And then we do have some trusted media sources that still aren't afraid to speak out, and we'll get in contact with them and get our SOS out if necessary. Okay. But I want to I want to tell Harry Reid one thing. If he thought a lot of people showed up for Cliven, imagine how many will show up for a bunch of mommies with their babies. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, 
Absolutely. Do, do, do we need to write? I mean, would would writing to Harry Reid, would calling his office, would what's what can what would you I, I say would be the most? Harry Reid, any good that's going to do Harry Reid is just a whole bunch of prayers because I don't know that I don't know that at this point anything else can help him. Okay. All right. We will certainly that he's can. Office has been hanging up on the call, so I don't know. I haven't personally tried to call. I personally did invite Harry Reid to the ranch to come see the ranch, show me any harm that I'm doing to my the, to my land, to my ranch, because I make a living off this ranch. Why would I want to do anything to destroy what I make a living off of? And I also exactly. invite you to come look at me and my daughters in the eye and declare us domestic terrorists. I want to see him look me in the eye and tell me that I am a domestic terrorist. Yeah, and sadly he we won't see that too. Wow, uh, seriously, he, he he definitely doesn't have the uh, he he's a coward, and we need to get him voted out of office as he is one of the uh, problem makers, not problem solvers. And I hope that in the future, if you are in need of anything, whether it's uh, an emergency need or or absolutely anything, you feel free to reach out to us. Uh, and, and and we will be more than happy to do our best to would do whatever we can to help you guys. And we just want to let you know we're on our side. Our audience is with you. You're in our prayers, and you're in our audience's prayers. And Thank um, you. we will be Thank praying you. for your Thank family, you. your husbands, and your uh, your sons. And we will do what we can to to raise a resistance to this type of oppression and see that we can't get uh, your sons. And families, husbands' case thrown out, or at the very least, uh, some kind of reasonable, minimal sentence, because you know there's no reason there should be any type of years spent behind jail for nonviolent, non-aggressive crimes. And uh, we see how the government's gaming your family, and uh, it could be us one sad. day. Yeah. It, it could be us one day in, in another. Well, you know, uh, each of these, each of these men, at least. The majority even of all the patriots that are there, because there are 40 men that they've arrested, the majority of them have no prior record. Most of them are uh, veterans, and they're being held with no prior record and deemed a domestic terrorist. And, and they can do, they, by naming them a domestic terrorist, that puts them on a different track when you're in the justice system. And I think that is so wrong that you can just call somebody a name and lock them away and justify that. I don't know how people sleep at night. Exactly. Me neither. Ladies, oh, wow. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. Thank and you. Thank, thank you, you for, for joining us. Thank you for getting our message out. Yes, thank you. We're hoping to, you know, change some of the negative stereotypes, and we appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. Again, bundyranch.blogspot.com is where you can go to help. Bundyranch.blogspot.com. Our thanks to Carol, Angie, Marilyn, and Brianna. Thank you, guys. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, we'll be right back after these short messages on this Tuesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Network. 
to look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. back, ladies and gentlemen, to this segment of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Of course, segment number three, Stan Dale will be joining us. Uh, emails of questions pouring in before the show sent off to, to uh, Stan, and one in particular. Um, he'll be answering, uh, hopefully. And uh, the rest of this week, don't forget Friday, Greg Evenson and Steve Quayle, Friday. Yeah, I don't know if I got to say this on air yesterday, but I was so delighted to see Greg Evans' yeah, name on the on the schedule. Yeah, um, wasn't sure about his, his state of health and uh, how he was doing. Yet uh, that was just a breath of fresh air seeing that he'll be on Friday. And also, uh, the last hour, folks, support the the Bundy women, the Bundy cause, because it's our cause. It's not just theirs; it's ours. And I am so tired of seeing the uh, garbage that's posted on these on these internet forums, whether they're survivalist boards or political forums. The garbage about uh, you know people think they know what the the story behind the story is, and when it comes right down to it, you've got patriots behind bars. And didn't we fight the revolution for less? Didn't we start the revolution for for less? And and I I say yes, we did. Uh, Bundy Ranch dot yeah Bundy Ranch dot blogspot dot com yep that's their website there on the right you can donate to the uh, Clive and Bundy Legal Fund and Dave's and uh, Ammons and so on okay you know take your pick because there's a lot and and I can tell you from from experience you get some dipweed that decides you know that's that's got a hair out of place and, and decides to sue you, um, you know, it, it costs you 10 grand, you know, before you even hit, hit the ground running. That, that's, that's our legal system for you today. Or, or if you've got, or if you've got an overzealous prosecutor, which happens, a prosecutor that's, that's under the direction of the, really the globalists in this country that want to, uh, 
cause you trouble. They can. They will. And they've got deep pockets. They've got the, the, the forces. And they can and will and do. They will attempt to shut you up. They will attempt to harass you out of existence, out of relevance. They do. It happens. Well, no more. And I'm going to tell you something, all right? I'm going to tell you something right here, right now, on this day. This is a new day. And to all those people out there who think that we're not in a crisis or that are waiting, we're waiting for a crisis to happen, what the hell are you waiting for? You're watching it. You're experiencing it. And if you're not, you're not paying attention. It, it, because we are watching the de- destabilization, the destruction of our economy. We're watching the demonization of patriots, the vets. We're watching the demonization, vilification of those truth seekers and truth tellers. And I'm not reading from any script, I'm just speaking my heart. And it's making people's lives miserable. You know, you're not going to hear this. You want some behind-the-scenes scoop? I'll give you some behind-the-scenes scoop, all right? You've got harassment, physical physical harassment by people against people like Steve Quayle and Dave Hodges and Alex Jones and J.B. Wells and Rick Wiles and us. Don't don't think for a second. Don't think for a second that I'm just blowing smoke and you know telling stories. It's happening. It's happening now. Five years ago, I, I would have said, "No, nah, it's probably it's kind of hyped up." No, it's not. No, it's not. Hmm. And, and see, I, I got a call the other day. It was yesterday, I think it was. It was yesterday. Why are you doing this? No, you nice doing woman. What? Nice woman. Doing the doing the show. Doing yeah. what we do. Yeah. She said she called me up. She said, "Yeah, you know." You guys are having problems, right? I said, well, you know, I mean, I, every day is a problem. It's a different problem, different color problem, different type of problem. Whole tongues? Yeah, well. Okay. So I want to make sure you yeah. didn't forget. But I said, well, why do you continue? Why don't you just just save yourself? Save yourselves. And my answer to that was this. If we don't speak up, who will? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this, if we lay, lay down, then someone else will take that place, take our place. And to what end? We save ourselves uh, yeah, to, yeah. to have, what, just uh, our family um, aware what, what, of what's going on? What am I going to do, go play golf? What are you going to do? Right. This is a community effort. And when I say community, I mean all, uh, you know, male or female, black or white, it uh, doesn't matter what, if you live in the United States and you are a part of this nation, this is a matter of concern for all of us. That's we right. cannot afford to be divided along uh, materialistic and monetary or racial lines to any extent. The power is with unity of the people, and I don't mean a false peace and security that will be offered to us by the kingdom of darkness or antichrist system 
What I mean is a unity of people who see that there are things wrong in this nation to the point of moral decay and bankruptcy and who not only, don't want to change how other people are or how other people act, want to change themselves for the better and at the same time, um, you know, do so while trying to, to bring others along. Because this has to be a community. Oh, you know, I read in these right. government documents that uh, so much of uh, our future depends on the uh, the inclusiveness of our society and how we must organize together and per- all become participants. Well, that's all well and good, but they're trying to set us up to be participants of an agenda that they have had from the beginning. That's right. Where we're God's children, we're called to participate in his agenda. And we have to choose one or the other. We can't be part of the world's agenda and part of God's agenda. Well, uh, and when I say the world's agenda, I mean the final uh, agenda, what we're moving towards. They're using things like uh, they're taking advantage of of, of racial uh, just racial issues. We'll say we met a, a, a young uh, college kid in Texas who uh, talked to us about how he was trying to get the word out to his friends and. Um, and how hard it was at times because, you know, people are, uh, you know, from the Black Lives Matter movement yep, to yep. the uh, media <laughs> hyping up the continuation of, of the, you know, violence against uh, from cops to unarmed uh, African-Americans. And sometimes, you know, yes, it's a very big injustice and they flaunt it right in your face. And sometimes it's, it's, you know, uh, debatable, uh, but nonetheless, it is all being done and it's all being used and spun in the media to provoke emotions, negative emotions, emotions of hate for your neighbor. Tavistock Institute, uh, Tavistock Tactics all of the way. And we have to realize that we're being gamed. This, this woman who called me yesterday, God bless her, she's an older woman, she said, well, you know, again, why don't you just, uh, make it easy, save yourselves and, 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 you know, because it's too late. And she expressed her frustration as well. She said, I, you know, I try to talk to people. People don't want to listen to it. They don't want to hear it. They're stuck in their own, their own little worlds. And, and I empathized, sympathized and empathized with her. And my response to her was this. We're here. I'm not even sure how we got here, frankly. We got here. We're here. We're doing what we're doing. Uh, and I fought this all the way. You know, I had a successful PI business before this. I, I, this is not something I, I, I sacrificed a lot to do this, I guess, as we did. I mean, but having said that, God puts you here. God, God puts every one of you that are listening, every one of you who are listening, you've got a, a job to do. And you just have to listen and pray to understand what your job is. But, and when, when this woman was, was telling me, you know, um, it, it you, we, you, why bother? Um, because you only might change. How, how, do you, can you change enough to make a difference? And my response to her was this. And, and folks, you might remember the parable, the story um, of, and I'm going to screw this up, I'm sure, but the young child by the sea, walking along the sea as the tide goes out and uh, picking up starfish that were left by the high tide, low tide, going out, or the tide going out and the young child was taking starfish and throwing it back in the ocean and an older man coming behind him and saying, son, you know, it's a waste of time. You're never going to get them all. And after all, I mean, 
What difference does it make? What good is it going to do? What difference does it make? And the young boy looked up and said, well, it makes a difference to that starfish. Yeah. And this starfish. And do you scripture, uh, it says this in Matthew sixteen twenty five: for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Well, and, and I'm going to clear something else up here, too. Um, I, I'm all in favor. Look, I understand we are not to be of this world, but l- let me just let me just say this: we are in this world. We have to fight uh-huh. like we are in this. We are world. in this world, okay. And we are given the the battles and uh, battles. We are given the tools uh, in which we are you needed to fight this war. There are uh, spiritual weapons that we have. At the same time, uh, we are in our physical bodies. We are. Uh, in a physical world where most people when when I say you know we are uh, in the world not of the world we are um, in the world in a physical level but we are spiritual in nature not to be of the world or conform to the world it confuses a lot of people what it boils down to is this we're supposed to be focused on, on God and his kingdom and his will more so than anything on this earth well of course and and, and, and I'm just trying to simplify it I guess so. People, well, uh, yes. However, however, now uh, the last night's program generated a lot of emails, and I'm going to go to this and say this. Here's my my thinking. All right, God does not expect me to be a wimp, nor does He call me to be a wimp or a wuss. I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to take care of my neighbor. I'm going to protect my neighbor. If I'm in a foxhole next to you, beside you behind you, in front of you, you better know damn well that I will be right there with you and I will protect you and I will fight for you as if, you know, you were my best friend if we are on the same side of of this. Now, if you're on the opposite side, watch out because I'm coming for you too, okay? End of story. Uh, Now, that's I'm talking about in terms of a biblical... Uh, as a Christian man, I, God, to me, God did, did not raise me to be a weakling wuss or someone a pushover. He did not raise me to to get stomped on or to watch in in abject fear or or helplessness as my family gets raped, tortured, or whatever. It ain't me. It ain't happening. All right. And you can't show me one verse in the Bible where it says. And if you do, great. Okay, you know, <laughs> you just don't don't say that. Well, if you can show me one by uh, no, yeah, yeah. I guess you can look at scripture, and you can. Um, we are to rightfully and uh, carefully divide the word, are we not? Yes, and Jesus okay. also said, "I right. tell you about earthly things, and you do not understand how can I tell right. you about heavenly things." Well, so well, we uh, are... let me just speak on a earth, earthly level at the moment, okay, and and allow those to. Okay, let me come back down to my. Seat. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> seriously, because we are no. I mean, look, I I can walk and talk at the same time most of the time. Now, sometimes I people, but anyway, my whole idea of this is very simply this. We are losing the war. We're losing the cultural war. We're losing the moral war. We're losing the the spiritual war because we ain't showing up. Now, I get emails. Well, what can we do? Well, I don't know. You better pray, and you better get an idea of what you can do. You better look around, make an assessment, and, and, and say, you know, okay, 
I can do this much. I could tell this person about what's, you know, I, I can attempt to awaken this person or these people. I can tell people about our program or Alex Jones or Rick Wiles or whatever programs out there, the Hawk, whatever. I can talk to people. I can tell people about what's taking place. I can't. You know what else you can do? You can do this. How many people are, uh, live in Ohio listening to this program? Show of hands. Okay. Well, let's see. There's several out here in our studio audience. You, you know, anyone following what Dave Dobmar, Coach Dave Dobmar has been doing? There was something on Facebook I just saw. Yeah, Dave Dobmar went out today to Target. Did he get arrested? And, and, no, he didn't get arrested. What happened was this. Yesterday he told people, look, Target, they acquiesced to the LGBTQ agenda, which means some, you know, idiot can't figure out whether he's a guy or a girl. I guess he, you know, he, he looking down to, you know, checking out the plumbing doesn't quite l- cut it for these idiots. So, so here's the deal. Now, wait a second. I'm on, I'm on a roll, okay? okay. If, if, if you don't, if you're listening to this program and if, if you've got this idea where you think that well, I can kind of relate. You know, we shouldn't be judgmental. It's just, you know, eh. And if you're pussyfooting around the issue, it's really simple. Okay. If if your plumbing is out of a man, you're a man. And if that's a, of a woman and you were born with us this, this way, then you're a woman. Okay. We don't, that's the end of discussion. All right. So now let's, let's graduate here. Let's take one more level up. If you, if you do have the plumbing of a man, you should dress like a man, and then you should also use the men's bathrooms. I could care less if you feel like a woman, if you so, feel like Marilyn Monroe, if you feel like you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Prince. So tomorrow I wake up and I feel like a woman. I don't have the right to get in a dress. And I will wig beat and you silly. <laughs> okay, and I know we don't have you know men's or ladies' bathrooms here in the studio. Uh, which no, we, we have should a general start neutral bathrooms here. Yeah, but. Uh, so, so I don't have that. I don't have that right. No, no. And, and Coach Dave, and we could follow on this. Is stuff that to apparently? Coach, uh, what are you take? Are you saying no as a parent, or are you saying no as a, uh, a partner in, in the yes. radio? Okay, I, I'm saying no as with every fiber of my being that you know. I don't care if you identify with uh, son. You better. You, I was you just start identifying with purposes female of the persuasion. <laughs> Okay, I'm right. sorry. I'll, I'll let you. Well, well, no, no, and it, it's and we can we can we can kind of have fun with this, but 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 really, when it all comes down to it, it's a question of morality. It's a question of biblical uh, spiritual uh, things because this is nothing but demon possession. This is demonic, satanic to its core. Homosexuality in the Bible is an abomination. It's not just a sin; it's an abomination in the eyes of God. I don't know how many people stumble over that. What what is so well, what is unclear about that? All right, so to, to not have uh, an opinion as a Christian about homosexualities or a judgment about that, we make judgments every day. You, you, you better have a judgment about homosexuality and certainly about abortion. These are all moral or these are all spiritual issues, not political issues, and they need not be politicized. We just need to, to look at the Bible, and of course that's reinforced by our laws in the Constitution. But the bottom line is, Dave Dobmeyer went out. Uh, yesterday and verified at Target, at the local Target in Ohio, that, hey, they were, they were saying basically, if you feel like a woman and you're a guy, you can go in the women's restroom. Now, if that would have been me, and, and my wife goes into the women's restroom, I see a guy going in there, that guy's gonna get, I don't know how many people ever watch uh, Married with Children, where L, you know, takes the, takes the, the, Kelly's boyfriend and butts his head against the, the door jam. 
Okay, if you haven't watched the show, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But, but okay, that'd be me, all right? Because I, I'd be buttoning the guy's head into the door jam, or I'd be shutting his, and I've done that before, shut people's head in the door. Um, but that's another story. But having said that, <clears throat> we must protect our, our children and our wives and our families. We must protect their dignity, and we must protect them physically, and we have to go out and we have to step out to do so, and we have to be... To, to we uh, we better be armed to do so uh, spiritually and uh, of course uh, uh, morally and, and but we are in the right to do this okay so uh, coach Dave Dobmeyer yesterday found out Target in Ohio was allowing you know guys to go in the women's restroom so today he went out with a group of people including his wife and uh, boycotter was, was uh, protesting or warning I shouldn't say protesting they were warning people hey. Uh, guys can use the women's restrooms. All right. So, uh, and there was a predatory story on, on along those lines recently. Yeah. Well, hang on a second here. I, I'm hang on a second. There was a man who who uh, went a, a male who went into a, a woman's restroom. Uh, with, you know, with you know something. Hang, hang on a second. Hang sexual on. Uh, talk amongst yourselves for a second. I want you to check this. Who is this idiot? Uh, studio. Yeah. Who is this idiot? What uh, is the time? Oh, you'll see it. It's is this oh, the okay. one that always sends us the stuff on it? Hang on, talk amongst yourselves. Play music. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Did you see that, guys? Okay. All right. No, 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 let me, you know something. Don't send me fifty emails. Don't don't send me fifteen emails. Don't send me five emails. All right. And certainly, don't do that. Well, I'm trying to make a point here. You see, there are people out there who believe that there's only one answer to a question. One answer to a question. All right, succession. I get it. I don't need 50 emails telling me that the answer is succession, okay? You understand that? That's not the answer to every damn problem that we've got. That's true. And, and All that's right, in response so shut up. That's in response to somebody who emails us saying basically the only answer or solution is succession, which um, no, no, I, wait a second. I would okay. just disagree with wholeheartedly because, uh, I mean, succession is, is the... All you're going to do is, is bring the uh, force of the federal government down on that state and take the people's uh, ability of supply and demand away. And trust me, the government will not let a state secede. It will not let a portion secede. It will not let... I mean, look at sovereign citizens. We are, individuals, wait, wait they try are, to secede themselves. Aren't we the flipping United States of America? Don't we, don't we have 50 states? I, I get yeah. the fact that we can, we can secede. About this. The... the Sovereign Citizens Movement was basically people trying to uh, secede from the U.S. and be sovereign over themselves. They are basically labeled <laughs> as the top domestic terrorists right, right up there with Christians right. now because of that idea. Well, the, the, the issue is beyond a, a governmental uh, answer. It is up to us, the people, and it is beyond talking. It is our actions. Okay, but, but what we hear, here's what we need to do. P- people ask us, well, so what do we do? What do we do? What's the answer? The answer is simple. You get, 
you first of all, you, you tell everyone, and, and I, I don't like, I don't even know how how much more I've got in me left in me to really get into this, but you tell everyone you know there's a problem. If there is a problem with respect to, uh, or if there's a, if, if there's if somebody doesn't quite understand the homosexual agenda, then get then understand the homosexual agenda for example is a communist agenda it is a globalist yeah. agenda it is designed it is not a civil rights issue it is the furthest thing from a civil rights issue there ever was homosexuality it's a perversion of god's word it is not the law of the land it is has nothing to do with any constitutional rights it has nothing to do with the civil rights of america of americans it is a perversion nothing less than a sick perversion that will lead to pedophilia that yep. will lead to to the, the most unspeakable and heinous crimes yes, against humanity that you've ever heard and don't be fooled one minute and, and, and understand process, that in the process at the same time it is getting us it is getting the listeners out there it is getting the Christians out there um, to, to res- not respond but react emotionally to what we are told is already going to happen. We are told that this world will become decadent. We are told that this world will become so evil uh, as a norm that we should not be surprised when it happens. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm, no, yes. but but it, it and you make a great point. But at the same time, we have to understand that these people understand knowledge is power, and when they have the unlimited knowledge. Um, not only of each and every individual's person, personal information and their tendencies, but the knowledge of the, the past, the present, and what they believe to be the future. It's very dangerous. They can manipulate us if we allow ourselves. I mean, if we find ourselves shocked when Supreme Court issues same-sex marriage across America, we need to, to double check our, our, our Bible because we are told that these things are going to come. We are told that people's hearts will fail them for fear of what's coming upon this world. But we are also told to be strong and to fight. Okay, and to, and and to fight. And, and to not to roll over, not to say it's gap. okay. God asks who will stand in the gap for, and in the highways and the byways, uh, for his children who are, who are being, you know, just totally taken over by the devil. Who so, will right, be right. willing for the Lord to stand and, and do His work? So who's going to be willing to stand up and say that's wrong? What you're doing is wrong. It's against the laws of nature. It's against, it's unbiblical. It is wrong. You, you've got to go out and, and I don't care who it is, but, but you've got to take that stand. You've got to take a stand like Coach Dave Dobmeyer did, and everyone should uh, go to P, uh, um, um, his website. PTSalt.com. Thank you, Eric. PTSalt.com. I was thinking Salt and Light Brigade. Pass the salt. PTSalt.com. And watch the video. Go watch the video of him talking to the police officer today. He was respectful. He was, he was basically escorted off Target's property. But see, he, here's the thing. What, what can we do? What were you doing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon today or 10 o'clock in the morning? Were you, were you, were you in your jammies watching, uh, you know, Bonanza or whatever? Uh, Gunsmoke? Uh, what? What, what were you doing? Uh, no, look, if you were working, I get it. I understand. We all have jobs to do. Where was I? I was working. Okay. I was at ballet class. Okay, yeah. But we, but see, here's the thing. If we, if we are looking for, if we are looking for something to do, then get, get in with Coach Dave Dobmeyer and say, Coach, put me in. I'm ready to play. I, I want to be part of your team. How, where, where can I best help you? Whether it's on the steps of the Supreme Court or whether it's at the front of the Target or in front of some some restaurant, but let's make a stand. If if you got three percent of idiots out there, three percent, 
seriously, who believe in this perversion, who believe that they, they were born with some sort of, uh, uh, with some, with some, uh, um, genetic disposition toward homosexuality. It's not true. And I happened to watch <clears throat> during the night, I was watching a, uh, um, I was watching a, uh, a repeat of uh, the program called Criminal Minds. Okay, it was in the middle of the night, and I was, and they were talking about satanic ritual abuse and how the FBI had uh, had uh, um, debunked debunked SRA crimes and satanic ritual abuse. Of course, oh yeah, okay. you know I did some research on that, and uh, what a bunch of crap! You know what they did? All they did was was basically uh, set aside. <laughs> well, they 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 classify it certain ways, but. Uh, satanic ritual abuse and the deaths. They, they'll try to say that no serial killer, uh, there's never been a satanic ritual serial killer out there. There are no actual satanic right. ritual killings. Right. right. It's, it, but right. what they do is they'll take the altars, they'll take the human sacrifices statistics and they'll put them as murderers for domestic reasons and, um, you know, whatever category, they have categories where they can reclassify crimes. Trust me, they do this to pad stats, and they do this to to take away stats. Yeah, there is, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the Hellfire Club. Benjamin Franklin was a part of it. They had eight deceased bodies they found in the basement of this guy's house, of Benjamin Franklin's house. Yes, and that's just one example. There's no proof that he actually killed pe- people. They speculate it could have been medical uh, um, experimentation, but I mean, there is sexual uh, ritual abuse and murder. All around us. What do you think the mounds are all across uh, the, the Ohio Valley? And see how all this fits together. Yeah, I mean the Nephilim were those who uh, were offspring, or the angels who came down to Earth, mated with human women to form giants. And some people These say, people, "Well, how do they do that?" We don't know. Okay, we don't know. It doesn't matter. They did exactly, and they did. And that's why Jesus was predestined before the world was created as the solution, as the atonement for sins. He was the ultimate sacrifice. Animals used to be sacrificed at the temple in Jerusalem before the return, or before Jesus came uh, to earth as a man. And he was the end, the final sacrifice that was needed. His blood covers all sin. He died for our sins. Yet at the same time, you have not only a world, uh, where they, in our, you know, especially in America, in our culture, uh, the materialistic nature, the conceited nature, but they have, the devil's done what, what he set out to do, convince the world he doesn't exist. There you go. And also on top of that is, you know, we have shows like Lucifer. They're trying to make the God of the Bible, make Jesus Christ to be the bad one, the devil. Right. This right. is how they're going to present it. They're going to have evidence. They're going to have all this alleged, you know, information uh, making it so. Or, you know, say aliens will come and, and say that they uh, they have the same information and evidence and that the God of the Bible is actually the evil God. It's in all the New Age writings. But as uh, Russ Dizdar says, get his book, The Black Awakening. Talk yeah. to Russ and tell him yeah. there's no ritual, satanic ritual killing. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I dare you. Do you ever stand next to Russ? He's like a, he's like you know, he's a big teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. He's a, he's an imposing dude. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, wow. I mean, what what benefit does the FBI have by saying there has been no sexual 
uh, I'm sorry, satanic ritual killings. Well, to hide the that? truth. Exactly. To hide the truth. That's all they're doing. So wouldn't you think there would be at least one they could cite as an example? But no, there's just, I mean, it's, there's even, there's not even anything satanic going on. There's no satanic ritual anything. Let yeah, alone I, I got, I got some, I got some files to disprove that. Even though that. every movie and, and, and basically every song that is on the top 40 billboard anymore references Satan, gives allegiance and pledges allegiance to Satan, talks about creating a new race with, with, uh, you know, de- demon hybrids. Uh, I mean, they don't even hide it anymore. They come right out and say it. Like Russ says, we're in a car. We went off the cliff. That's right. We're just waiting to hit the ground. Exactly. So, so folks, please support people like the Bundy. Support Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, please. You've got to do it. Let's do it. Let's let's. And you know what? Vote with your money, your pocketbook. I'll, I'll be damned if I go into a Target store. Um, and, and the list is is growing. The places I can go go is dwindling. Okay. Um, uh, as an investigator in, in one town and, and one, uh, I'm not going to name the town. I, I could, uh, tell you that <laughs> there were places I wasn't allowed to go after I was basically uncovered, you know, after I, my cover was blown. Um, I couldn't go into bars. I couldn't go into certain restaurants. I, I know a go. bank you can't go into. Yeah. Well, that's story but, uh, <laughs> hey uh i don't want to take away from no, your train I, of thought. I got that that'll be it that next time but the uh headlines on yeah. the headline on drudge yeah. trump wins connecticut delaware maryland pennsylvania rhode island clinton takes maryland others close what does this mean? And where will it leave us? This is something we'll have to get into tomorrow as we, or not tomorrow, wait, sorry, we have, wait, 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 tomorrow wait, wait, wait. we have the, the, uh, pastors, uh, yeah, show. Yeah. Thursday we're going to be doing open lines and we will, in the first hour, break down the delegate issue, break down, uh, what fell where and, and what's left. Tomorrow. Yeah. No, and, when, and, Thursday. Thursday. Tomorrow we, we're screwed up this week because usually our right, call right, shows okay, Wednesday, okay. but it'll be Thursday. All right. I, I just I, I do want to say that I, um, with respect to the election stuff, it, it, this is all theater. It, it I, I I mean Trump I believe will be the will be the presumptive nominee, but on the other hand, I I, I don't believe it's going to be a, a convention that we do expect. I think we're going to see some surprises, and I think we better be prepared for some yeah uh, issues to take place, uh, surprises to take place. Now, even uh, if it's not a contested convention, still prepare for surprises. Right. right. Exactly. Um. I mean, we have info on the uh, riot preparations that are ongoing. Well, in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, and and we can be there within ninety minutes if we have to to cover the, you know what does take place, and we will do that. But I really believe that we're going to see some some contentious behavior at the convention, outside the convention, by people who are not part of the convention. I believe that we will see um, uh, intentional things happen especially with the economy between now and the end of the year and i suspect that uh, we are going to be entering into a time period like no other because seriously if trump is uh, and i say this uh, knowing what i know and having contact at the periphery with with his people I, you know i do i would say that that he is genuine okay i i, I certainly hope so uh, and I don't care. This is not about the candidate. This is about the message. The message being the truth. It's it's a it's a challenge for the established. 
establishment and establish truth. And I think that uh, he better watch himself because I do see something taking place that could take him out. Um, Sanders, I believe, is a, is just a, a done deal. He can't win really in the South. The Bible Belt uh, is a socialist, although many people and and I just it just blows my mind to see people who. Um, it's it's mostly the same people. The the rainbow shirt, uh, you know, seventy year old uh, 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 homosexuals. <laughs> I be careful there uh, with the Bernies. You know, feel the burn shirts. Feel yeah, the burn. Yeah, I think I think it's, they all need some uh, either KY or preparation H. I'm not sure which, but uh, um, well, I, I think oh, I guess. Yeah, Eric. Eric did say they've got a supply of both. I'm sure. <sighs> All right, but uh, a, a lot of you know this, uh, and and there are a lot of things taking place here. We, we are watching people turn a corner of, of. There's animus out there. There's extreme hatred out there. There's extreme. Um, uh, we're seeing things ramp up to to a level like I, I don't think we've seen before. And even back in '68, right before the conventions and during the conventions and. 70 Kent State. Remember all that stuff, folks? You, I, I, you remember that, right? I don't remember it, but I know that the uh, students were killed by the National Guard at Kent State yeah. Yeah. Uh, over the um, the racial divisions that were going on at the time and the uh, allowing of African Americans to go to school at a certain location. Is that right? There, were, there was anger. You, you there say? was anger because of allowing uh, what were you students about? from other races go. Kent to, State. Yeah. No. 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 no okay. No. 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 The, okay. State the National Guards killed some students, and I don't know. National Guard. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Nixonian thing, but uh, it really it was deeper than that. But bottom line is, uh, we saw we saw a lot of changes back in the '60s from from uh, really '68. To seventy, and then on the Watergate. But well, I guess all I'm saying is, buckle up, folks, because we are about ready to about ready to get hit. Uh, I don't know how this things. this country stayed. You know, the assassinations of the '60s yeah. to the the '70s and the unrest. I'm amazed that we are where we are today. Yeah. But yet, at the same yeah. time, I'm amazed we're still going through the same divisive problems. Should have figured that out the first time around. <laughs> you make a good point there. I. I Almost didn't think of it that way, but, but you, you do make a good point. I, I do suspect, however, this is whereas before was more of a a socioeconomic situation and a race solely based on race. I think today it's more of a spiritual, biblical, moral situation. Okay, I think I think the. A lot of the signs are the same, but the underlying current is different, and I think that's going to be the issue. I think that's the problem. Um, that's just my feeling. And yeah, we could report. Look, look, look. Yeah, okay. You can all do this together. You can all go to the Drudge Report. You can see treat, uh, Trump sweeps five states with big margins. Clinton takes Delaware, Maryland, P. Others close. We could be headline readers. We could be in right. news readers. But the. Uh, the information that we have based on all of our um all of our our sources and whatever takes us away from this out of the theatrics of the politics into what really we really need to talk about well, let's that do is this. go ahead now that we went through 40 minutes go ahead and talk about the department of homeland security to create a new 
threat index chart to keep America or Americans in fear. That's a, it's a 90 grand pushed into something that does. 90,000 in taxpayer <clears throat> money will, uh, will be reviewed. DHS spent 90,000 in taxpayer money to review whether they should bring back the color coded threat chart. First of all. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Second of all, the Institute Rich. for Defense Analysis, uh, hired by DHS found that the color coded threat chart, uh, was simplistic, misleading. <laughs> noting that colors were a disaster for communicating terror threats. Right. In other words, DHS spent $90,000 on a question we already know the answer to. Now, the DHS will use uh, more government-funded research, um, more government-funded money to conduct research into uh, through independent companies f- to find out what is the best way to create the new threat index chart to keep Americans safe, quote-unquote. A new set of metrics should work against the simplistic perception rather than reinforcing it. Instead, the new index does the opposite by reporting the level of border security in just three large baskets, two of which, red and yellow, are likely to be seen by the public as evidence of uh, border not controlled. And it goes on to say that... It's all gamed. It's all stupid. I mean, not stupid. It's all deliberately... The reality is much darker. DHS police are destroying our rights and creating non-existing threats and using taxpayer-funded money uh, in droves, you know, wasting it uh, for no reason at all. Uh, Moving along here to the trade, the TPP push by Obama. Senator Sessions blasts Obama's push... Uh, to push TPP after primaries. During his recent European tour, Obama did his best to help German Chancellor Merkel, who is under fire, they say intense fire, for the million refugees that were uh, allowed to come into Germany in 2015. Um, He also goes on to say that the promotion of the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, the TTIP, as well as the TPP, uh, the in-secret, of course, uh, the TTIP is the counterpart to the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP. Um, as reported yesterday... Oh, one's Atlantic, one's Pacific, yep, basically. Yep. Uh, public opinion has shifted in recent <clears throat> months against these massive trade uh, treaties, and we know that the uh, effects of NAFTA and um, other trade treaties, what they had on our manufacturing and job sector, we know that this is a push to globalization uh, the world is changing and we are being led to consolidation the uh, this is what Obama said and uh, President Barack Obama said and with respect to Congress and the Trans-Pacific Partnership I think that after the primary season is over the politics will settle down a little bit in Congress and we'll be in a position to start moving forward basically they don't want to vote on the Ratification of the TPP or the TPP in the well, Senate. They don't even have to. Really? Uh, I mean, they, 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 okay. I mean, it, with I understand what what the Constitution says, but the ratification of the TPP is really kind of a formality as it stands right now. And this is what it's all about: the underlying process, it, uh, the trade agreements. Uh, the trade agreements act as a framework for the new world order, the global uh, governance, and we have to fight this. And Obama is all for it. But and Jeff Sessions is ste- right. stepping out and saying, you know, we need to get this done now. 
Yeah, when yeah. you do this trade agreement and yeah. understand exactly what's in it before the elections. And he is quoted by saying, uh, well, you might, uh, he says, we need to, to vote on this trade agreement. We probably shouldn't do it right now while elections are ongoing because you might, might well get your clock cleaned. You might get voted out of office. So we'll see if we can't work some way to get it passed in the future. Basically, so you don't hurt your political career during the election cycle. I mean, is this really what it comes to? Yeah, of course, of course. And we, <laughs> yeah, and by the way, we note that Trump is about ready to speak in the primary night press conference. It's live on uh, YouTube. Um, you, know, you can uh, check it out there. But, uh, uh, if you've heard one, but, well, yeah, you know, uh, he's good. Yeah, but but he's good. but. Uh, uh, and, and again, it's, uh, it, it's, this is all theatrics because in the end, and he's going to be speaking, I believe, from Trump Towers, uh, right? Thank you, uh, Larry, uh, from Santa Clarita. Thank you for that. And um, Stan's coming on in 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Um, we do have a lot of, a lot of serious earth question changes, or earth change. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you can stay here with Stan. I'm going to go watch the Trump speech. So, uh, okay. Yeah. And then we'll, I bet at the halfway will. mark, we'll, we'll switch. I bet you will. What I, what I want you to do is, is go over there and uh, get behind the camera. Uh, and Trump, you can do that in, the, in time. Um, all right. And, um, yeah. okay. I don't know where you want to go from here, well, but other news, we yeah, have some interesting stuff. There's some stuff going on here. I Just, if I can, just one thing with respect to what is taking place here. Understand that, that um, we are, you're, we, with respect to the the, the elections, this will be perhaps the way I see it, one of the last or one of the most important times. It's not who votes that counts, it's who counts the votes. I do think, again, I, I just want to reaffirm this. I believe that there's going to be some chicanery taking place here with, with respect to the elections. Yeah. And they've proven yeah. that how Diabolt machines have been able to be, uh, right. um, programmed to, to cheat. All right. That's come out recently. And, and the, the, whatever primary coverage we, the Hagman and Hagman report could give to you. To me, and we had discussed this before the show, we had discussed this and we could not give you anything more than the mainstream media could give you. So if that is your desire, then go ahead and watch the mainstream media for that coverage, uh, or other outlets that will give you the primary coverage because it's all, it's all the same. What we want to do is dig deeper into what's taking place, and that, of course, is uh, things behind the scenes. The, the, the game that Cruz and Kasich are playing against the against uh, Trump, the games that are being played to, to uplift Sanders, even though Sanders has got a very rabid but minor support in his in his area. Now, Sanders is this. nothing but a socialist. Would you rather see communist. Sanders or Clinton? I would rather was... see. I would rather see. I mean, if you had to choose, say one or the other. Um, well, I, I'd rather see Clinton, and, and then um, um, you, you mean as, as the nominee, or no, as the president? Oh, as Just the say president. That, that was, you know, that was a choice. You had Clinton. Uh, I, I'm not going to even answer that question, only because I don't know how to either. Uh, Clinton is a communist, communist sympathizer. Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Neither one have the ability that the. At least Sanders, has, you know, has the wrong. Uh, way of going about it but wants to help people i'd say if he's got anything going for him at least he's got some compassion 
Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Yeah, I suppose, you know, his statements about the big banks and banking system, I get that. I get that, yeah. I mean, we all feel that way. So so he can be right or correct once or twice. And I mean, every you know, it's not that difficult to be accidentally correct. But Hillary Clinton should be in jail, should be in prison. And um, it amazes me. And this is something I found out, folks. And, and, and please hear me well on this, because there are books about Hillary Clinton. Listen to me carefully about this. I never knew this. But there are many books about Clinton by certain authors who will who will appear to be anti anti Hillary or anti Bill or anti Clinton. Huh. No, they're not. They're working for him. They're working for him. They have pictures in their in their apartment. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. We know who you are. We know who you are. Do you hear me? It's a game. It's a game. Who's the winner? Not them. All right. We got about five minutes left before the top of the hour. Um, Michael Snyder. He is a writer. His website end of the american dream.com he's very well known in many circles and he will be with us on the eric what's to say up there is it the 12th of may or is uh i believe it's the okay yeah the 12th of may uh which is thursday and on his website he has an article unhappy america will the united states collapse will the united states collapse due to a so will it be due to an internal social meltdown? Are we witnessing a beginning of the end for America? He goes on to ask, stating um, some polls from Real Clear Politics and other polls about how Americans feel about the uh, divide in this country and the solutions and what's wrong with America. Uh, he sums it up and says, forty-seven percent of all Americans. Um, here, let me start back at the beginning of the paragraph. I apologize. He's personally, he says personally, he's been writing a lot about economic problems. But we have piled up the largest mountain of debt in history in the planet. Last year, the middle class became the minority for the first time in our history. And it will continue to do that. He says that in this article, he doesn't want to focus on, on economics. He wants to focus on our political and social problems. And how the uh, presidential candidates to the corporate media have purposefully used the corrupt nature uh, and manipulation uh, and the corrupt nature of their uh, ability to project things they want people to perceive as truths to foment this division we've been talking about. They are moving us in a direction, and I'm paraphrasing his words, because uh, he says, I want instead of focusing on the uh, economics, I want to focus on what's going inside your mind, on what's going inside in your hearts. I want to focus on your mental, emotional, and spiritual problems. And uh, it's a great article. Again, the end of American Dream, 
dot com and of the American. He's, he's coming on too. Michael Snyder is coming. And he, on. And he sorts or cites all these different polls and and um, uh, from the AMA to uh, political polls. But basically, it boils down to this: people are unhappy, people are poor, uh, people are highly medicated. We have the highest divorce rate. We have the uh, highest of medication rate. We have the highest death rates, uh, yep. highest yep. incarceration yep. rates per capita, and the death rates are due to, to uh, medical. Uh, I, I believe. The, I, look, they they want us dead. I mean, basically it's real saying simple. the state of the nation goes well beyond the economic and political conditions of our society. Absolutely, and starts with the hearts and minds of each and every one of us. Yeah, and. He says that basically in a in a long article, but I mean he's he's hitting a, a nerve here, which is very important that people need to pay attention to. The economy we could have a everybody's money could be wiped out tomorrow. If nobody were to panic and people were to work together, we could rebuild ourselves without hardly any issue. If and no it, one to, were to panic. Maybe that needs to be said a little bit differently. If we if we organized to the extent, well, I shouldn't say organized. If we informed and people got their acts together individually and we came together collectively, um, yeah. okay, we could make a difference. Will we? I don't know. I don't. I think there will be remnants, pockets thereof, and that includes our social as well as economic and other factors. But I don't believe it'll be done on a national level. It could be. Will it be? I don't. And I don't see it happening. I don't and I say this headline for you. I'm just going to give the headline. I'm going to send this off to you. Yep. And when we have Thursday in hour one before we take calls, I want to talk about this with you. Tavistock Institute of Human Relations, the best kept secret in America. And what about it? Oh, it just goes on to talk about uh, a little bit of its history. Its oh, I've got yeah, yeah. We've got we've got a ton of information about Tavistock. And this is a it's a very uh, very very well written article. By a Mr. The source is evil exposed, but it talks about how these uh, independent nonprofit organizations work with the government institution building with the heads of government and industry to set agendas along the lines of commerce, health, welfare, education, and how the human relations side. Um, how they have done such a, a, a great job because we're so messed up as people. That shows that they have done just an, a, an exemplary job. Um, you know, this is why Obama gets the, the language have changed. Yep. The, everything's been changed. Folks, yep. look, if you're sick and tired of being stressed and overwhelmed and un, unmotivated, if you feel like real life is running you and say you running your life, you're not alone. Finally, you can now experience the scientifically proven powers of music therapy with whole tones. WholeTonesLive.com. It's a collection of proven music therapy that can help reduce your stress, ease your mind, motivate you. You can get started today. Listen to a free sample That's of this amazing music that heals and inspires the Whole Tones Live. More on the other side. Listening to the Hagman Hagman Report. Stand out. Come with us when we return from our break. Stay with us. This is the Global... 
town or of the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And if it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday with Maury, an old man, a young man, and life's greatest lesson. Wait a minute, wrong, wrong script. I'm sorry. No, if it's Tuesday, it's Standeo. You know, Standeo is is a great friend of the program, and he's he's been around a long time. He's earned a lot of respect from many, many people, from everyone, the scientific community. Standeo is a great friend, as I said, of the program. Standale.com. His book, Cosmic Conspiracy. His lectures on the DVD. Holly's book, Prepared to Dare, dare to Prepare. Prepare to Dare. Don't forget the No, I'll say Prepare to Dare because I'm, I'm getting ready to, yeah, that's right. That's right. But, uh, before we get to, uh, before we get to Stan, I just want to say, I, I was saying before the, uh, uh, bottom of the last hour, uh, you know, if, if, if look, we, we look at today's headlines and we, we get really jammed up mentally. If you're like me, you get jammed up mentally. You think, my goodness, what do we do? And, and it's difficult to think clear sometimes. And it's, sometimes you just need to take a walk. Take a walk with your dog. Take take a walk if you don't have a dog, or walk your cat. Although you might get some looks. Or tur- what about my turtle? Yeah, your turtle. Uh, who has a turtle as a pet? That's what you know. Uh, you know, a year ago, I, I, coming back no, from don't, Florida, don't, 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 we don't, bought don't a little turtle. Don't go there. Right, right. And I wasn't one soup. for it. I didn't. Know, my wife went into the store. She said, "Just don't come in. I'll be right back." Yeah. She bought it. Brought out a little turtle the size <sighs> of a quarter. It is now the size of your head. It's huge. Yeah. Well. Okay, you ain't talking for the show. All right. Um, for a lot of reasons, but anyway, folks, um, a whole tone's alive. It, it, seriously, you can really feel some. You, if you're sick and tired of being stressed and overwhelmed and unmotivated, and I'm telling you this as as a friend, I I believe in this product. Uh, if you feel like life is running you instead of you running your life, then you can experience the scientifically proven powers of music therapy with WholeTonesLive.com. They've got a collection of proven music therapy that can help reduce your stress, ease your mind, motivate you. You can get started today. Listen 
to a lot, listen to a free sample of this amazing music that heals and inspires at WholeTonesLive.com. We play it here at the office. We play it in our studio. One of many happy Whole Tones clients had written to us and said, you know, I began playing Whole Tones during my workday, and I did notice an increase in productivity and I motivation. The work I was doing seemed much easier and my mind much clearer. Now, we had Michael Terrell on our show. He explained how this music was inspired by the music frequencies of King David. Folks, I urge everyone to go to the website, download a free sample at wholetoneslive.com. Support this broadcast and go to wholetoneslive.com. That's wholetones with a W, W H O L E, wholetoneslive.com. I wanted to, to make sure everyone got that because what a great product that is. So, um, Joe, uh, welcome, Stan, welcome to tonight's broadcast. Got a lot, lot of, lot to get into. I, I sent you an email from somebody with a question. Um, I don't know whether you got it or not. Did you get it? Yeah, I did get the email. Um, okay. I, I'm not I don't sure know, how you, uh, yeah. where she Go. got it. Um, well, I do know where she got it, but I don't know why she didn't uh, understand what it was about. It was, um, a, um, an image. Showing uh, like, like as a forecast of aurora uh, over the north and south pole. It's part of a, um, a government uh, project that um, uh, NOAA uh, is part of, and they take uh, satellite data and, and uh, put it through something called swpc.noaa.gov. And um, I I put a link to uh, that uh, image on the uh, show images page. I'm just having trouble with my computer at the moment. It's stuck again. But anyway, uh, on the show image page, you get there, second row, right-hand side, is the picture that she, or one of the pictures she sent to me saying, what is this? And it's an experimental program that uh, NOAA and uh, NASA and a few other bodies have put together for uh, predicting uh, the strength and visibility of the aurora in both the north and south poles based upon um, solar wind data and, and coronal mass ejections and flares and all that kind of stuff. It's a rather complex uh, model, and uh, I think her name was Pamela, but anyway, that's that's what it's about. It's part of a really wonderful site if you're interested in uh, solar and geophysics-type data. If you look at second row, first image, I took a snap off of the main page of the NOAA site for that, and it just gives you an idea of all the things that they do, um, and, and this is just a, a rather poor illustration of it. There's like something like uh, 75 different links in there for reports on the sun, on flares, on solar wind, proton flux, electron count. I mean, for the guy that's a real junkie on space weather, you know, kind of like me, that's the really go-to site. It's got everything there. Um, so I've put the link up at the top of the image. I didn't hot link it, but you can see it there so that you can dive in and see where she got this image and a lot more. Um, it's quite uh, quite interesting site. Anyway, that's what that's about. And I guess uh-huh. we've answered that lady's question there, okay? Very good. All right, so let's start wherever you want to start this week. Well, some interesting things here. Remember, gosh, it was only one or two shows ago I mentioned about uh, uh, my house guests, my parents' house guests, when they were taking exchange students from Bangkok, Thailand, and they had uh, Dr. Rajanasong's son over there, uh, and I met with him, and uh, he 
told me about his father's experiment. His father's a medical doctor, and uh, they had experimented years before, before in a darkened laboratory where they'd built a, a glass coffin, in essence, you could see through with air piped in and uh, other things like that. And they paid a poor man, uh, paid his family and him to let them watch him die because he was on the verge of passing. And so they wheeled him in and put him in this glass cage, and they wanted to weigh his body and the, and the container there before he died and then weigh it after he died to see if the soul weighed anything. And, you know, I was always fascinated by the story because when the the old man died, uh, Dr. Rojano Sang and his partner were absolutely astounded because as the man breathed his last breath within a few seconds, a ball of bright light popped out of the guy's chest inside the glass casket, bounced around inside of it, exploded the casket, and was gone. And the man, was caught, of course, was dead. This so frightened them that they closed up all the research wrapped it up, destroyed it, whatever, and never did it again and only talked to family members about it. Now, today, in the, the news on Drudge Report, believe it or not, <clears throat> they record um, some imaging, you know, photographs taken of what happens when a sperm first fertilizes, first makes contact and joins with the egg in the, the human embryo. And it says, at that time, a bright white light, a bright light flashes around the uh, the egg. And if you click on that link, you can see the picture of it. Um, and it uh, this happens in humans. And it's, uh, they've seen it in animals, but this happens in humans as well, as that bright light does occur. And if you uh, click on the, the text beneath that where it says flash of light at conception, you can read the science report at uh, the Telegraph in the UK there to see the whole story about it, which I thought was quite fascinating uh, in light of this story that Dr. Rajana Sung Sung told me. Now, I thought, well, I'll just look and see if the Internet has anything to say about flashes of light at death. And surprise, surprise, I found a lot of them, including um, George Harrison, the uh, guitarist for the Beatles. And it says when he died, the whole room just there was a brilliant flash of light as he passed. And uh, this is not a uh, a rare report of people dying. They see that flash of light. I think the room probably has to be a little bit lower illumination. I don't think it happens in bright sunlight. But still, um, it's like you have light at your conception and light at your passing. And let's hope it's brighter at your passing than uh, when you arrive so that it's an uh, indication of where you're going to light instead of dark. Just a... Interesting, interesting. Say again, can't hear you. No, it's just interesting. It 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 proves to me the Bible. I I mean, science is proving what the Bible said. So that's just my thought. Yeah, yeah. Now this reminds me when I I read that I'd gotten a phone call um, yesterday and the day before by from from a woman. Let's just call her Martha at the moment, just to protect her identity. But Holly and I have both talked to her, and uh, she's um, she shared something after listening to your show with me talking about Atlantis and that uh, Prince Solomon guy that it happened to her back um, in November of 1984. Now the woman has had seven sons, and this uh, one of her sons who was four days old, she's given birth to him. Uh, 
night she was laying on the couch, you know, nursing like new moms do. And suddenly some kind of what she called an experience happened to her. She said it wasn't a dream or a vision, but kind of out of a dead sleep laying there with her, her newborn, she was shocked and gasped and, and woke up because something was revealed uh, to her at that moment uh, that the Antichrist had just been born. Now, this was in 1984 in, in late November. Now, she kind of shared debt with no one at the time and eventually told husband and a couple of relatives and a very good friend. And when she heard me talking about this Prince Solomon on the show in the Antichrist, she um, looked at the picture and she said, well, no, I don't think this could be the Antichrist because her son was born in 1984 and the Solomon guy was born in 1985. And then she thought about it for a second. She said, oh, wait a minute. Was he born when he popped out, or was he born when the egg was fertilized at the moment of conception? So she counted back nine months from when uh, uh, Mohammed bin Salman was born, and sure enough, it was in November when she had just given birth and was laying there with her own son. So she experienced the moment of conception of the Antichrist in her spirit at that time and kept the kind of the secret for 30 years, you know, keeping it to close friends and whatever. But once her friend, her good friend, told her, you know, about what I said as well on the, the Prince Solomon being the Antichrist and things, she checked it out, and now then she's a firm believer that that's the guy that she saw. To me, having her ring on the, the, the morning she did this week, um, I had been just kind of quietly talking to the Lord about my situation here with the Antichrist that I've been studying these things and you know, could I be so positive that Mohammed bin Salman was going to be the Antichrist because that's where I'm moving my, my thoughts and conclusions based on the evidence I'm digging up just really point to this young fella and the, for her to ring and I don't know her from Adam at the time she rings and starts telling me all the stuff about the dream vision 30 years ago and whatever I was amazed because it was almost like the Lord kicked her in the side and said, hey, Martha, go ring this guy and tell him what I showed you, you know, in 1984. And she was excited. I was excited. We were all excited and still are because it's a confirmation to both of us about this guy. And the more information I do find, as I said, I am very convinced that Prince Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia is the Antichrist of this age. He is the Mabus, the MBS with the ANU uh, vowels in it that, uh, that uh, Nostradamus predicted. One of the things I found, by the way, in, in Nostradamus when I was checking to see if his, uh, his uh, identity of the Antichrist being Mabus had any validity, there was a problem in that uh, the Mabus spoken of by Nostradamus would start a, a year of 25, uh, 25 years of war. And true to his form, uh, Nostradamus encodes things. It was two five, and you add them together, and you get seven years of war. So this is Nostradamus talking about the tribulation uh, with uh, you know MBS. And as I said the other day, uh, they call Mohammed bin Salman in the, the royal court. They refer and in the newspapers here, they call him MBS instead of MBN, which is the guy that's going to take over the throne from his father, Mohammed bin Nayef. So, okay, now this lady said to me, Martha, she says, you know, think about this. Uh, Jesus started his ministry when he was 30 years old, 
and of course John the Baptist was his cousin and a forerunner. Um, and um, you know, uh, uh, John the Baptist was rebuking people and he was saying to them, "Make pathway of Israel straight in the desert, Israel, Israel." And so he was rebuking people and warning the children of Israel to forget their idolatry and you know come to to uh, the Messiah when he arrives. Now then. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman, bin Salman is starting his ministry already. He's just turned, um, he'll turn 31 in August of this year, I believe it is. And he has started his ministry, in essence, as a representative of the dark trinity of uh, Satan and the false prophet and himself. I'm pretty sure this is the guy. I could be wrong, but um, I don't think that there are any other young potential candidates for the Antichrist in the the uh, collection we've put up on the, the website and that we've talked about before. But uh, this young prince is going to start doing things like, I'll bet he'll be using technology eventually here in the next uh, year or two to uh, bring down fire from the heavens in the sight of mankind, as it says the Antichrist will do. And I think he will do that with the help of the fallen ones who have advanced technology and who have a base or more based in Saudi Arabia near Riyadh in the Jabal Tuwaik mountain range, again, which we've discussed before. So I'm just saying that, you know, from flashes of light at birth and conception, flashes of light at death, and then to this woman's flash as she was laying next to her son when the potential Antichrist uh, was born, does point to Mohammed bin Salman. So thank you, Martha. We know your real name, but I'm just protecting you so that, uh, you know, nobody hassles you about what you're sharing. And thank you for doing that. Um, <clears throat> the the rise in interest, uh, or, or um, yeah, interest, I guess, in uh, Saudi Arabia and this young prince is enormous. If, if you read the press, uh, Mohammed bin Salman uh, is being kind of marketed as the rising star of Saudi Arabia. His cousin is going to be the new king. It doesn't even have as much power and won't have as much power as this young prince does now. He has so many portfolios that his, his cousin, uh, Mohammed bin Nayef, who will be the new king, uh, wouldn't dare you know, try to uh, depose him or take the ministries away from him because he is so popular, this Mohammed bin Salman that he is like the new Solomon of this age, just as we've talked about the Antichrist will be, some kind of a Solomon. Um, he um, He's going to reorganize to change, like Obama, he's going to change Saudi Arabia. He wants to move Saudi Arabia away from the oil dollar and dependence on oil. So he's put up a large chunk of Aramco, the American Arab oil company, uh, to the tune of about $2 trillion. He wants to sell that off and use that money to take uh, Saudi Arabia in a different direction to have its income and, you know, its, its spot in the world. Now, I, I started looking at some other news story when I heard this, and, and up popped the thing on the Google News banks said to market $850 million loan for Dubai to build the Atlantis Resort. Well, that's interesting. Why would they call that Atlantis Resort when I'm telling them that that's very close to where the, even the capital island of Atlantis was? Do they already know that Saudi Arabia and the area around the Persian Gulf there was originally Atlantis? If so, who told them? 
was it the fallen ones that we've been dealing with over there in, in uh, the, the Jabal Tuwak uh, mountain range, or was it uh, some other logic that led them to that conclusion? I mean, the, the sands of Saudi Arabia and the empty quarter that the Rub Al Khali down the southern part of the Saudi Peninsula—all those are a mystery. I mean, they're they're covered in sand and uh, mud in some places. So, uh, what's underneath it? What was buried there? This is the last lost civilization that's buried under there, and that, I'm sure, is Atlantis, and I'm, I'm paying particular attention in my news watch for anything mentioning the name Atlantis related to Saudi Arabia, so there's one. Then another one came up, and it was for a group who'd been granted in 2012 drilling and mining rights by Saudi Arabia and by um, oh, Sudan, I think it was, to mine an area, a deep area of the Red Sea about 115 miles out to shore, or out to sea from Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. And this mine and this project are called the Atlantis Deep Project. Now, why? Why did they name that the Atlantis Project? I started researching that area of Saudi Arabia and I found out that one of the largest ancient gold and copper and silver mine, uh, well, uh, mining operations in the ancient world at around 3000 BC took place in this area. In one year, with their testing and stuff they've done, they, they reckon they can take a million ounces of gold a year out of the Atlantis uh, deep, which is the, the offshore version of what is on land and had been mined for many generations, you know, many centuries, in fact. So I thought, well, this is interesting. This is on the west coast of ancient Atlantis. So I get back into Plato and I start looking at uh, Plato's account of this malleable, you know, metal that they could pound and beat around stone so they could pave the stones of the capital of Atlantis with this metal coating the stones and they could coat the whole seawall around Atlantis with this metal so it could be seen from way out to sea when the sun shone on it as a, a reddish gold glow. Now, what would that have been? People have argued about what this metal was really. It was called orichalcum in the Greek. We know that the, the Greek word calcus uh, for calcum is copper and the translation of it says mountain copper well mountain copper uh, may be a misnomer in essence because the, there's a, a chart that shows you the different alloys of gold gold with uh, copper gold with silver and gold with zinc and tin and what colors these things are and what physical characteristics would allow them you know whether they'd be easy to pound out and surround uh, rock and stuff with it and the only ones that work are in the gold and copper range where you have around 80 to 95% gold with um, 5 to as much as 25% or 20% copper. It makes the gold very um, rose-colored, like the, the Indians uh, in Asia sell rose gold. Uh, it's a, an alloy of, of gold. And very pretty, and it's only about 18 carats, but still very, very nice, and you can work it. So I thought, all right, well, let's go back over to the mines on the west coast of Jeddah, or of, uh, of Arabia there at Jeddah, and go inland a bit. 
and let's see if that mine has the essential ingredients occurring naturally to have an alloy of gold to be mined there. And sure enough, you have gold, you have silver, you have copper, and gold and copper are, are the uh, uh, majority uh, minerals found in that area. Now, the fact that the um, Plato account says or a calcum like mountain gold may simply mean nothing more than it was gold of the Copper Mountain that they dealt with that had this nice hue because they were trying to figure out what uh, Solon heard from the priests of Egypt at Saïs when they said orichalcum was, you know, a malleable metal. It, it produced a red glow in the sunset. Okay, it did not decay. It did not rust. So that means it wasn't highly copperized because you would have had copper sulfates form. Uh, it had to be something that, that was a very stable metal, and that would have been predominantly gold with the copper influence. So, okay, orichalcum. Those elements were mined in great quantity on the western side of Saudi Arabia. Again, kind of underlying the fact that was ancient Atlantis. Another little clue popped up reading um, Nostradamus again in a, a, a kind of sideways reference to the physical appearance of the Antichrist, of, of his garb. And he's going to be known as the one wearing the blue fez, F-E-Z, or the blue uh, turban or the blue headpiece. I have found, and I've got it there in the third row on the, the right-hand side, the, the, the rightmost picture, a photograph, a recent one, taken of Prince Solomon. Instead of wearing the traditional black rope around his napkin, that you know, that little square thing they put on his head, uh, looks like a tablecloth. If you look at him in the fourth row, first picture, you see it's black. But in this picture, I even took it into Photoshop and analyzed it. That is a dark cobalt blue rope around the top of his, his uh, tablecloth that he wears in his head. You know, I forget what they call it, but it is a blue headdress, and it might well be what in code that Nostradamus is saying about the Antichrist wearing a blue fez or headdress. So, how does that sound so far? Interesting indeed, Stan. I, I mean, it, it, it's interesting um, on a number of levels. Yeah, I do believe, uh, from my point of view, that the Antichrist is alive and walking around and probably of that age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll well, stop there. You know, you know. I, well, like you know, um, I've talked about this. Uh, you don't want to just hold back and say nothing. And uh, I think it's our duty to do what we can to be able to recognize this guy when he comes to the forefront. Um. Because if we don't, we might well be fooled as well if we were here to uh, to uh, be part of his world kingdom or whatever, or subjects of it. Um, it might be a bit risky, you know, for people revealing, but that's what you get in war. We're in war against the darkness. And we thought maybe that's why I slipped uh, on a stairwell I've gone down zillions of time uh, in the last 16 years, but about nine days ago, I got up, uh, I was in bed already, but I got up to go check something on the computer downstairs, and it's a carpeted stairwell, and I stepped somehow in a manner I've never stepped before, my right heel, and it slipped, and I slipped into the air, fell on my back, and my left side uh, broke blood vessels everywhere, <laughs> and in the right foot absolutely clobbered me, you know, rolling down the the stairwell. Was it, you know, because I'm announcing that this guy 
trying to put us off course there. And there are other little things which don't need to cover, but that have been afflicting us here. And we were wondering why, and this this may be it. So uh, for you and the listeners of the program, I surely hope that you are taking notes or recording this so that we at least have a record of what I'm uh, sharing with you each week or every other week sometimes about this guy and how he fits the bill. And about the others, you know, Erdogan and uh, uh, Assad and uh, Obama, they they have some characteristics, but not as many as this young fellow does here. So record these things so that when we lose the Internet uh, or free access to news, you at least have this information to compare to current events and see if this guy or one of the other four or five in there on the list are the Antichrist. Now, I think this guy, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, will be assisted by the Pope and the Vatican in forming a new world religion and in forming a new world order politically. I think the Pope will endorse this young fellow for several reasons. One, we are pretty sure that Saudi Arabia was behind the terrorists that took down the towers uh, in New York, uh, you know, in 9-11. Now, if that comes out, the Saudis are going to be really angry uh, with our government for revealing that information, which they are promising to do eminently. And the, the what it tells us is that if the Saudis were responsible for funding the ISIS-type uh, terror across the planet, they could also be responsible, since they're intimately connected with them, for drying up their funding and getting rid of them and becoming heroes of the world by having defeated the ISIS uh, idea and, and organization all across the world. And everyone uh, will take a deep breath and, and de- be at peace and say, peace, peace, etc. Now, the Vatican, I think, will support him in, uh, when he does that. And so will Israel and a lot of other nations that might be a surprise because he has done the impossible in removing or apparently removing terrorism from the earth. But I also recall the the scripture that says when they cry peace, peace, and security, that sudden destruction will be upon them. And that may happen just shortly after uh, he uh, has apparently brought peace. Interesting. So let's keep an eye on that guy. I think think we're on to something here and should share that with people widespread. you know, this is a crazy thing, too. When I fell down the stairs, it, it it bruised my right foot so badly, the whole foot was blue. And then after a few days, the, the blue started to turn to, you know, red and yellow, all that kind of stuff. But three toes out of my ten toes, three toes were black. Now, it reminded me of the three countries that the Antichrist will overthrow when he takes over. There will be ten regions of the world, um, and I suspect the United States will be one of them because we have such a high uh, Christian and Jewish content that will be a thorn in his side. And so that that probably tells us, uh, as even the Hopi say, that um, a Middle Eastern country will join with Russia and China to invade and destroy America as we know it today. All these little bits and pieces of stuff are floating around out there, and you can kind of pull them together and see... Uh, you know the picture forming uh, around this guy. At least I see it that way. Anyway, what's your thought? Go ahead. No, we're definitely uh, in in the time of uh, the latter days where the Antichrist system uh, is being laid out, and it will be prepared for 
him when he uh, arrives on the scene. And regardless if it's, uh, you know, uh, somebody that you named in, uh, from Saudi Arabia or, uh, we find that it, he comes from another area and, uh, is somebody we didn't expect. Regardless, the world is being prepared as it was before the days of Noah and the land of Shinar. Everybody's being, uh, given one language and of one mind and evil is definitely, um, much more prevalent than righteousness, let alone, uh, just being good. And yeah, I mean, he is coming to a world that will be, it will be prepared for him. And conditions are right right now for the appearance of, of the false prophet and the antichrist. And, and I think it, it might have to get a little bit darker and deeper, deeper and darker. Deep, <laughs> the darkness might, might have to get deeper or, or what he said. Anyway, yes, yes. Guys, your mic is cutting out. I can hardly hear you. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, Yeah, we're we're here. here. We're here. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Isn't that interesting, the topic being the Antichrist? Now, mic cuts out. Okay. All right. Yes, yes. Okay, you're coming back now. I hear you. Well, anyway. I, Uh, I guess you... Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I just, it, it, to, to, to me, I think the level of deception that will be associated with the Antichrist will be so great that, uh, that, it, it, I, 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 this is what I picture in my mind, Stan. I picture someone, uh, uh, someone of really good repute, a reputation, stellar reputation, saying, hey, that's the Antichrist, for crying out loud, believe me when I tell you this. And people not believing that person. That is to say, the deception will be so great that, um, and, and the, the, the suave nature of this, this perverse and antichrist, uh, man will be, is such that there will be many casualties, many spiritual casualties for lack of discernment and preparation. That's what I believe. Um, as to as to the, who it might be, I'm kind of thinking, Stan, that it, it might be someone that we just don't, we would never ever think, you know, would never think. But my question to you, with respect to Solomon, how could he possibly? And and, and I'm just trying to work this out in my head, because he would have to have would would he not have to have the backing of the Christians in America? Um, to a large extent, to, to rise to that level. Well, yes and no. Let's if we're one of the three regions that he overthrows because he doesn't get along with us or doesn't approve of us. Then no, he wouldn't have to get along. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through this from an analytical point of view. So uh, this again is is a discussion that's of intellectual water it's it's not you know so I, yeah i'm asking questions because i don't know um yeah okay well mm. you certainly have done a lot of work i could i could tell you that well there are still other candidates there but as i say when you start adding up the the points given to you know what things they fulfill as far as the description of the antichrist and the events surrounding his arrival you know that's that's how I'm scoring at the moment. Uh, I can't get Prince Charles on there too much. Uh, I don't I don't see that happening. And 
king of Spain? No. And Obama certainly doesn't fit uh, enough of it to be considered. So there are a lot you of know, things you, that... You, uh, sorry, Stan, you brought up, yeah, you, you brought up Prince Charles, and um, uh, an author by the name of Cohen wrote a book called uh, The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea, and uh, tracing the lineage back to uh, Prince William, or Prince uh, Charles. However, uh, if you go to Prince William, for example, and look at the lineage the uh, fictitious Merovingian bloodline that that is so prevalent, you know, amongst talk of the Antichrist, or at least the Illuminati as it relates to the Antichrist. You, you could see where uh, Diana of Windsor um, marrying Prince Charles would have kind of solidified the lineage of of a potential Antichrist to say to for someone to point to uh, William, for example, and say, well. You know, because he had a head wound when he was young and such, but to say, you know, he's the culmination of all of the bloodlines that includes that of Jesus who had offspring and wasn't, I mean, you'd have to believe this huge lie, of course, um, backed by scientific DNA evidence. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I believe science is, I guess I said all that to say this, I believe science is going to play a role in this too, to, to prove that we have had our Messiah walking amongst us. Um, I I want to say this tactfully. Um, we've had the Messiah walking amongst us all along, and it had to be pointed out to the unwashed masses by the false prophet. I don't know if that makes sense, but and it would rely a lot on DNA and lineage, tracing back to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which would be based on a lie, of course. I don't know if that's if that plays into your um, investigative uh, research and investigation into this. A bit, a bit. Um, I'm still struggling with things like uh, the prophecy you talk about, the head wound. Is it the head wound to the Antichrist or to the organization that uh, is behind him? You know, uh, is it a physical death of that or is it the the death of the Vatican in the mid-1700s that's now revived? Uh, you know, uh, there are so many things that can be taken two ways or three ways. That, that's why I make charts like I put up on the website to kind of help me. Uh, lay out the the positive indicators as best we can and say, well, now, you know, was it a head wound or was it a wound to the head of the organization, blah, blah, blah. Uh, otherwise, it's just so much information to put in one brain that you, you wonder that anybody could figure it out. You're right, right. And, and folks, this isn't this great? I just love this kind of discussion because, to me, this is uh, really what's what it's all about. Um, isn't this what we should be talking about as opposed to the theatrics of an election that may or may not have any consequence to our future, immediate future, or, or at least the real future? It, it, certainly, um, we know that the presidency is a mere placeholder for the powers that are behind the veil, and the, the powers behind the veil are the very people, the antichristical spirits that we're talking about, the Luciferian, the globalists. So this all makes sense, especially be talking about it on a primary Tuesday. Hey, did you see where the Koreans have put up uh, another satellite now, a KMS-4 over the top of the United States at about 300 miles, you know, the magic altitude for EMP attack? You know, I took out my rifle, I was trying to shoot it down, and I, I couldn't do it, so, <laughs> yes. Good luck. Yeah, yeah what's oh, up with that? I, I mean, what's up with that? Well, it's either, you know, Korea, 
Korea, North Korea is saying, we can get you, be afraid of us, or, you know, look how great I am for, you know, whatever purpose that he's building his ego. Or it may be really in place to um, to strike the United States and make an invasion from foreign sources uh, more likely to succeed. I don't know. Uh, how how in the world do we... Seriously, how do we allow this to happen? I mean, this is crazy. It's international law, Doug. I mean, how can they get up there? How can any one country get up there and wipe out somebody else's satellite? Um, It's the the international law that they're dealing with. Yeah, I I guess. But to me, it it should have never been allowed to get to this point, I, I suppose. Where uh, I mean, I, I I look at this. Uh, how did Korea, North Korea, the most uh, backward country in in, the, in the, on the globe, basically? Um, how are they able to do this? Where was our CIA? Where was our um, where were our defenses? I, I don't want to be asking those questions in the dark. You're assuming or making this up here for this this part of the discussion that our government really would like to defend the United States and keep it working. Uh, but we know that's not the case, hey? Good point. Touche. They're setting You're us right. up to take us down. And the, the, this administration has removed so many of our defenses and so crippled our economy and so demoralized the country that we're ready for an attack that will succeed. We need to get this guy out of there and his yeah. whole party. Yeah, yes, we do. Okay, well, we're, your your take on this? I mean, man, I, I know we ask this, we go round and round and talk about this all the time, but um, I I just have a real bad feeling instinctually about the elections, the nomination process on the RNC side and the the Democratic uh, side as well. But uh, you see anything going on here? You know, with this, I mean, should we be should we be concerned? Could something happen legitimately now? I think 2016, as I said uh, last year, is going to be a pivotal year uh, in the prophetic calendar, which to me indicates that we're going to have problems uh, politically, economically, uh, war-wise, uh, disease-wise. All these things are going to start appearing between now and the end of the year as serious fulfillment of prophecy. Um, or the beginning of it, because it's going to continue for several years after that. So, yeah, okay. I think uh, we should be concerned, and uh, I think people should uh, read European news sources and Australian news sources, news sources outside the United States, because you're not always going to get, you know, unfiltered news here on the major networks, and even Fox News is censored to a bit. So, uh, things are going to happen, and, you know, Look for things that could bring us down, you know, the collapse of the U.S. dollar, uh, switching from the U.S. dollar being the oil dollar to um, the Chinese yuan or to uh, switching of the world economy to a gold standard, you know, for countries that got lots of gold. Um, uh, watch uh, young, what's his name, Prince Solomon in Saudi Arabia. Watch Saudi Arabia itself and its reaction to the release of the 9-11 blame game uh, in uh, Washington. That's just really trying to give Saudi Arabia the reason to be nasty economically, militarily, whatever else the United States, if they're being blamed for 9-11, whether 
wrongly. But you can see that if this is coming from the White House, you don't want to trust it right now. What, what's that move mean? Why are they doing that? Ah, you know, why is Obama doing chess that? at three levels, yes. Chess at multiple levels. Everything might not be as it appears. We have yeah, that's true. Stan, uh, yeah. I, 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 I got to ask you this question. You can answer it any time in the next, uh, between now and the end of the hour, but if I don't, I'm pretty sure there's going to be people storming the studio. <laughs> okay. It's about the magnetosphere. There's so many people asking about that magnetosphere going down for a couple of hours, pole shift. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Answer it at will. Um, you know, okay, the, the sound is dropping out again. I think you were talking about the article that said the magnetosphere failed for two hours. Is that the one? That's the one, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got, we've got pitchforks and, and torches at our door, studio door. <laughs> okay, well, look, I, I got several notices of that, questions about that from listeners and from friends, that, some friends even that used to work at JPL, saying, what do you think about it? And so I, I did the first thing, was to go look at the source of the information, to go look at the photos they put up for the alleged uh, depletion or weakening or disappearing of our magnetic uh, shield uh, around the Earth. And uh, to my surprise, I found out that the guys that wrote the article had taken one type of magnetic field report and shown that with all the little field lines and everything as normal. And then when you went to the other one showing the field lines disappeared, if you zoom those pictures up, you'll see they're not even the same report. They're not even based on the same type of information. One is on the density of field in cubic whatevers, and the other was, you know, field lines in, in the, the beta values, whatever being plotted. There, it's like comparing eggs and concrete bricks on two graphs saying, oh, look, there's no concrete blocks, blocks on the egg you know, plot. I mean, it's, it's total mathematical nonsense. So whoever did that, either intentionally or otherwise, um, misled a lot of people. That's not what happened. The magnetic field was normal. They just had bad information there. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is from a scientist that you can trust and take to the bank, okay? Now put the pitchforks and torches down and back slowly away from the studio door. Go ahead. I'm just saying here, I think I kept that uh, article I did. Yes, I did. While we're... Uh, chatting here just a couple minutes, I'm going to throw that up on the show images page because it does explain um, what I'm talking about. You know, I compare the two images they had in the report so that uh, people can get to the truth of the matter here. Uh, did you see that article also that the Indiana man got sued by a burglar that broke into his garage and he shot the guy in the arm and he got sued and uh, the police locked the homeowner up for 60 days for reckless endangerment when he shot the burglar. Did you see that? Yes, and that's why I always go for center mass or the head. <laughs> but that's just yeah. me. Yeah, well, this guy was stupid because he did this after the guy was running down the street and all of his property. I mean, he has no defense when he does that. It, uh, it reminds Holly and I both uh, of the thing that happened down in Australia while we were down there near our farm. You know, the, the baker in the little town nearby, uh, he, you know, he'd bake his donuts and bread overnight and he'd, uh, he'd vent the fumes of the, uh, the ovens outside. And uh, he came in one morning and he found a burger there with his leg cut from the glass and the skylight above the top of the shop where he'd broken in and he was getting through it and he fell and he cut an arch in his leg and he had it bandaged up and he couldn't move and so he got arrested for, you know, being a burglar. And uh, 
the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, police looked at the the shop owner and said, "Well, look, the guy is suing you." And he's suing you because you vented all those nice smells out into the street, and it made him so hungry he went crazy, climbed up on top of your bakery, broke the skylight window, dropped down inside to, well, steal bread, uh, you know, instead of your money. Um, and so, therefore, he's suing you. And he won. The, the, the burglar won the case and a damage assessment against the guy. I mean, what kind of, what kind of madness is that? It's it's yes, it, uh, it's maddening, and we see it. We know. I'm biting my tongue, Stan. I'm just biting my tongue. <laughs> there, there's no logic or reason behind behind it. I mean, it, it, that alone speaks volumes. Uh, well, I know. yeah, you, you know, at what point does this society? At what point do we say, you know? It's this is enough. This whole thing is enough. I mean, even back, I was, I was, I happened to pick up a book, and, and this is kind of off off topic a little bit, but uh, by James Tagg, who who was uh, really the third person wounded in Dealey Plaza. He, he got hit by a piece of concrete from an errant shot at uh, the Kennedy assassination. Malcolm Wallace uh, was convicted of murder back in the. Fifties, uh, and he was reportedly associated with the Kennedy assassination. I'm not going to get into it, but but the bottom line is this: even back then, um, a, a jury convicted Wallace of uh, premeditated murder, but the judge basically gave him a slap on the wrist, let him out of uh, let him out on a um, let him out on his own recognizance. He didn't serve any jail time. This is back in the 1950s, and people can search it up. Malcolm Wallace, look it up, and. Uh, but he was a, a a friend of Lyndon Johnson's, a confidant of Lyndon Johnson's. And I said right. that because you know all of this, Stan, all of this, this, this. We need jury nullification. We need uh, civil disobedience when it comes to this uh, this kind of horse crap that's out there with respect to this. Uh, hey, I'm suing you because I was breaking in and you shot me, doggone it! I understand the ridiculous nature of shooting someone as they're fleeing. However, however. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. Now, listen, um, I've got it up on the show images page. Now, go to back to show images, top row, middle picture, to answer the question about the difference between these magnetic field things. Okay. Um, right. And, and, and there it is, there. folks. By a scientist, a respected, renowned scientist. If, if that doesn't answer your questions, quell your fears, I don't know what will. Well, as I said, you can see there... Uh, by pulling up the the little um, tiny things, the equations they use in that, I put those after the the the, the letters I E, and you know you got um, uh, cubic meters, you got uh, it looks like the log of cubic centimeters, and um, you know micro amperes or whatever. And look, it's just they're two totally different equations uh, displayed there. The one on the right is, you know, quite uh, commonly used to show the magnetic field variations when the solar wind hits our magnetopause and bends around the Earth. But this one on the left has, you know, it's from data from three satellites. It goes 13, 14, and 15, and uh, it's a plot, you know, X and Y, whereas on the other one it's X and Z, totally different plot lines and totally different meanings of the color and pattern. So unless someone can show me 
the reason I've got to accept those things is indicating zero magnetic field on the left versus what's on the right. I'm sticking with my decision. That's just bad information. And, and we will stick with you based on <laughs> your knowledge of this stuff. It's all... <laughs> I I, I kind of know what I'm looking at. Or I, I, yeah, I can see what you're saying. And what you're saying sounds logical. If I was sitting on a jury, I'd, I'd have to say, you know, okay, I, I see what you're saying here. And it's like saying, I was saying a while ago, you know, if the left wants to say, like, on the hardness of boiled eggs on the right versus the hardness of concrete, you, they, right. they have no relationship with each other. That's the kind of graphs we're looking at. Anyway, and besides mm. that, look, well, we've had solar wind and solar flares hit the planet. Um, I have watched it move the magnetic north of our planet, uh, maybe 20 to 22 degrees off kilter for several hours. And uh, one of those times is when the the uh, solar wind or the flares and the CME and stuff caused such a dump of electricity into our magnetic uh, field that it caused fires in Canada off of the power lines. Well, okay. Did we see anything at all, uh, deviations in the compass or anything extraordinary in our magnetic field during those two hours? No. I mean, you'd have heard about no. it from aircraft, airlines, you know, all kinds of people that use the magnetic field constancy. So, but anyway, you can look this up. Just, just, just scan on um, the Google for Batrus, B-A-T-S-R-U-S, Batrus is the abbreviation for the the uh, organization that's doing these uh, analyses, and they're good analyses if you use them correctly. So, anyway. Um, no, no relation to Batros, Batros Gali. Never mind. <laughs> no, Never mind. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Being silly. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I figured it would go that way, but yeah. No, that's that's it, and I hope that answers people's questions about that and puts their worries to rest. All right. Just, Fantastic. Just look at the details. Fantastic. Well, and, and I think that's all I've got for you this week. And well, that, you're right wow. on time. Yeah. Uh, we're at the end of the program, Stan. Plan that just right, brother. That's good. <laughs> well, if I, I could do that with my lectures, I'd be probably liked a lot better by the organizers. I usually run over 30 minutes. I'll tell you what. They should pay you extra for that because it's well worth the time spent, and that's not false flattery. That's merely saying that the information you provide is, is fantastic. And that brings me to the point. Grab, go to standale.com and, and uh, order his lectures. They are uh, really Fantastic. The Garden of Eden oh, series. Yeah. You can, I mean, there's so much there. Yeah, absolutely. But we want to thank you for your time tonight and spending it with us, and thank Holly for sharing you with us. And God bless you, my friend. God bless you guys. Take care, and I'll thank Holly for you. Bye bye right. now. Good night. Till next week. Have a nice night, Dan. Tomorrow we will be back. Pastor Langford is going to be joining us. Flip Benham is going to be joining us. John Robertson is going to be joining us. We're moving open lines to Thursday. Yeah, will be joining us. A number, uh, a few others, as we're going to have a roundtable of pastors tomorrow. Open lines Thursday. See you back here tomorrow. And don't forget, help the Bundys. Help the Bundys. Help the Bundys. Help the Bundys. Radio Network. The Genesis Communications Network.